With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The first poll is out following Joe Biden's anti-MAGA speech, and the majority of Americans didn't like it. They felt that it was dangerous. They felt that it was escalating conflict in this country and that it was incitement to conflict. So uh, that's around 60%. Now, here's the best part. Democrats overwhelmingly liked it. Republicans and independents do not like it. And here's the best part. Among independent voters, Joe Biden's approval rating is in the gutter. Two to one disapproval for Joe Biden. He keeps pandering to the the hardest far left of the Democratic Party. It's making everybody in this country, uh, it's putting everybody on edge. It's escalating the threats of violence and conflict. Just I, I agree with people who are, who, are, who are polled. And in the end, he's losing the middle ground because they're chasing after Twitter. Now we have the story from Daily Mail that wealthy liberals are buying golden visas to other countries preparing to flee in the event there's a civil war that Trump is leading it or that fascism comes back to America. So I just want to shout out to all of those conservatives who are like, huh, all these liberals talk about leaving the country. Why aren't they leaving? Well, the rich ones, at the very least, they have the means to do it. And it looks like they're preparing to do it. So we'll talk about that. California is apparently facing rolling blackouts. So, uh, yeah, that's well, that's their own fault. And then you have probably the best story, the, the funniest story I've read in a long time. Jennifer Lawrence says that she has recurring nightmares about Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Yo, what? y'all need to calm down a little bit. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you want to support our work. As a member, you'll get, you'll get access to the uncensored after show that goes up at about 11 p.m. So sign up at TimCast.com. And you'll also get to watch Cast Castle, Tales from the Inverted World. Now, I know a lot of people wanted, wanted to see Cast Castle. We were delayed because of Labor Day. Everybody had the day off. So we just tried to double time it. And I think it's like 22 or 23 minutes long. So it's a bit longer and it's, uh, it's great. So it, it should be up at some point. But, you know, check it out when you can. Don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show right now. Take that URL. Post it everywhere you can if you really want to help us out. Joining us today to talk about this and so much more is Corey Mills. How are you? Who are you, good sir? Uh, so I'm the Republican nominee out of uh, Florida 7, uh, combat veteran, business owner, father, patriot, and uh, apparently I'm a deplorable and extremist. Oh, wow. All those things. But uh, you won the primary, so you're, you're basically set to... Uh, it's, it's like an AOC kind of thing where she won the primary and everyone said she's going to win the general because it's like it leans Republican. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So it, it's pretty much a safe R seat at this point, especially after the redistricting. So it was originally kind of a PVI even district, but it was leaning D5. And now it's an you know R7 leaning R15. Mm. So, you know, this really was about the primary race. I and mean, we had a very contested primary. We had eight. It was an eight way race. I mean, we had everything from uh, a former state rep to a former vice mayor to a Navy SEAL to a business owner. So, um, you know, it was a very contested and very heated race. But uh, the primary pretty much was the entire race. Right on. Cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having we me. We got Daniel Turner. Always great to be back here. Love it. Hi, everyone. Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, America's greatest fossil fuel advocate, energy expert extraordinaire, and Virginia's greatest sheep farmer. Bristol Farm, Virginia, on Instagram. Yes. 
Yes. We, uh, you so know what? Cute. We'll get to this later on, but I just bought a whole bunch more ewes yesterday, drove them back to the ewes. farm. Use a female sheep that you <laughs> inseminate, right? And, and as I was driving them home, I was thinking how new blood is so important to a farm because you can't have dads, you know, have sex with their daughters. Yeah. New blood is important. And new blood is important in D.C. also because when you get the same stale blood and you pass your seed on to your son or daughter – you have a lot of bad DC, so new blood in DC is great as well. So and we're gonna, thanks for being our you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk a bit about farming too, because one of the stories that we have is this uh, writer for The Guardian saying, if there really is going to be a civil war, I'm screwed. Like, no guns, no bunker, no wow. food, I'll last a week. And it's like, thank you for for acknowledging that's the truth. But now you can change these circumstances. Yeah. We also got Ian Chillin. Well, hi, everyone. Good to be here. Ian Crossland. What's up, dudes? Hey, Let's Ian. get down to brass tacks shall we i am very excited for this evening i always have a great time with daniel and Corey as well both repeat customers i'm excited to get into it let's go all right here's the story from the dailymail.com loaded liberals are paying millions for golden visas to other countries because they're scared of a trump-led civil war in 2024 i said civil war what that means huh. wealthy wokes planned their escape but why didn't they go in 2016 now i will say right off the bat i'm a bit skeptical mm. but also kind of not like Part of me wants to think it's, it's, it's an exaggeration, but part of me kind of believes it. We already saw the story about these billionaires who are trying to build bunkers and, and resorts in New Zealand and stuff. And that story has been old, like going on for a long time. You had the CEO from Reddit, who's also one of these woke wealthy liberals, talking about survival, prepping, and getting food because they saw something coming. Daily Mail says, the wealthy wokes are spending huge sums to bag visas that allow them to escape to countries like Austria, Turkey, Jordan, and the Caribbean, according to attorneys running the process. Consultants say they've seen a massive spike in interest for citizenship for second countries all over the uh, uh, countries over the last few years. Many Americans told them they are petrified by the thought of another Trump administration, while others cited the Roe v. Wade ruling in the 2008 crash. You know what I love about that? If you want to leave the United States because you're worried about abortions, yeah, go to Jordan or Turkey. <laughs> well, See how yeah. that works out for if you. If you want to leave America because you're worried about authoritarianism, is, is Turkey, right, the great, the, the best <laughs> runner of? Is Canada? <laughs> yeah. This is the craziest thing yeah. I see with this. And people are like, I'm going to move to Canada. It's like, okay, well, like they, 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 they were arresting people trying to leave their homes. They called truck drivers fascists and extremists. I mean, we got similar issues going on here in the U.S., but I don't think going to Jordan. No. You know, I, I don't well, think. I, yeah, I was just going to say, I think that it's uh, it, it's greatly exaggerated. And I think that we have to understand that historically, a lot of billionaires and even multimillionaires look for areas to park money that has the best taxation clauses. I mean, that's why you have countries in uh, the Caribbean, like Bermuda, things like this, that has a two percent uh, tax treaty with America, so they park their you know cash off there. You have the UAE and Dubai, who has a DMZ, which is a tax-free hub, and uh, things like this. I don't think it has anything to do. I think they're trying to utilize this as an excuse. I think the real reason they're doing is that they're looking at the increased inflation taxation and what's going on in America and the fact that the dollar is not going as far. They probably saw 87,000 new IRS agents and said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe I should be a citizen. It's Trump's fault. Yeah. Ooh, I also Trump. love like rich liberals that you know took a private helicopter from Amman to Petra and they're like, Jordan is paradise. I, I, <laughs> I live in Jordan. I, I, it's I, like, I, well, yeah, that's great. It's like you, know, you got your tour of the Hagia Sophia and you're like, I could live in Istanbul. <laughs> sure but, you could. But I, I will just caution <laughs> and, and remind everyone that during President Trump's time in office, you actually had more billionaires and multimillionaires moving their cash back onshore to yeah. America and you great had point. businesses returning to America. So I think that this great exaggeration that they're fleeing because they're worried about another 
Trump administration, which I'm certainly hoping for one, I think it's completely far-fetched and they're running away from the realities because that doesn't add up to what actually happened from 16 to 20. Peter Navarro was on the show and he was saying, well, at least give me that we had the best economy of our lives or whatever. And I I said, no, I think that the balloon was about to burst because of our 24 trillion deficit or uh, debt. And he was like, oh, because he, but at the same time, what he was did do well is they were bringing business back, which, Mm. and it seemed like it's been a while since there was a resurgence of American industry. And they exactly were doing what their part. About. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now we've got a GDP to national debt ratio of about 131%. So you're talking about an insolvency as a business owner. That means you don't qualify for a, a loan. That doesn't I mean, that means that you're spending 31% over what your incoming revenue is. So, you know, at this stage, the only thing that props up America is the fact that we have the U.S. dollars being a global currency, which is exactly what China, Russia, and Iran is trying to eliminate is the U.S. dollar from being the global currency. That's the whole point of their they've kind been, of geopolitical alignment. They've been doing that for a long time, yeah. too. But now they're almost close when you talk about the fact that one they're already expanding the Eurasian border they take over Africa Oceania create the maritime silk route cut off supply chain to the western hemisphere because we're getting drugged into these endless wars like we're seeing in Ukraine when the reality is is that this is about economic resource warfare this isn't about kinetics any longer you know what's weird about this article if I could just say if I'm the the, the Democrat advisor to the Biden campaign world if your wealthy liberals are already banking on a trump win you have to be nervous about your campaign strategy right like they're already if they're already planning to leave then they don't think he's going to win perhaps i think a lot of it's probably that they're saying okay it looks like trump is going to win so i'm going to hedge my bets yeah Mm. but but i'll be honest too in in the the source article which comes from uh, the daily beast they mention for years, David Lesperance, an immigration attorney who helps wealthy Americans obtain second citizenships, saw a similar type of client. Millionaire MAGA heads, Silicon Valley libertarians, new money crypto investors, basically rich guys who wanted out of the U.S. tax system. But in recent months, he's seen an increase in a surprising clientele. Moneyed liberals who are terrified about the political future of the country and mm-hmm. want an escape plan. I think after everything we've seen, I mean, look, they're talking about rolling blackouts in California. <laughs> Perhaps they should have managed their energy production better. Mm. But these people, they, here's what I think, I'll, I'll, as an aside. They campaign on climate change and then have no choice but to follow through with, with cutting off their own electrical grid to, to appease their own voters. And they're, they're spinning themselves into oblivion. Now California is in serious trouble. They couldn't get, they, they, they couldn't build enough generation to, to maintain their own state, despite the fact they've been screaming about it endlessly. Now you have people who are suffering their own problems, leaving places like California and going to Arizona or Texas and bringing their problems or their voting patterns with mm. them. But then you have the wealthy who are looking at all the problems they created, all of the cheering on of the, the, the you know, going after Trump, defense of, of, of Hunter and Joe Biden and their, and their illicit business dealings. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. 
That's carshield.com slash Carlson. There's going to be accountability. We saw this in in early 2020 or mid 2020 when the Boston Globe reported on war games that were being held by Democrats and, you know, uh, neocon establishment Republicans. And on the Democrat side, in the war game, they suggested the West Coast secede from the union if Trump were to win. That's where they were in 2020, at least according to the Boston Globe. Mm. When I hear that they're fleeing now because they're scared about Trump, I say yes. And for the moneyed liberals, I don't think it's because they're, they have Trump derangement syndrome. I think it's because these are the people who know that they've been mm. doing naughty things <laughs> and they're going to get caught when, when Donald Trump or Republicans it's not just any Republican. It's got to be Republicans who actually take action, actually file subpoenas. No, I think like Larry Hogan will go after these guys, too. Then. I can't oh, even yeah. finish the comment <laughs> without laughing. Sorry, I apologize. Well, I'll tell you, though, I, I do think that there's a part of that. But I also think that you're starting to see a lot more currency hedging as well, where people are actually going and parking their money offshore. They're exchanging their currency and trading on the markets and they're, you know, making a killing on it, basically betting and shorting the dollar. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think that a lot of these people, they just have the, um, the amount of money that's necessary to go ahead and try and continue to create more wealth. And they're doing it on the backs of hardworking Americans. Do you think that they're actually <clears throat> fleeing is an interesting phrasing, but do you think they're just increasing their portfolio? That's exactly buying, what they're doing in my opinion. Property? And, then, and finding mm-hmm. a way to save money on taxes. 20%. Especially with the, 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 you know, it's funny because- That's I, why I said Bermuda, though, by the way, because they literally have a 2% tax treaty and there's things that people will go and buy like insurance captives. And then they will do something in one of their businesses. They will file an insurance claim against it, pay themselves out. Insurance claims aren't taxed. And then they're basically just circumventing the system. So, you know, this is where the idea of needing 87,000 deep state police added into our system with the $600,000 in small caliber ammunition- isn't the fix. It's actually fixing the loopholes and making sure that we hold those accountable who are actually trying to do these things. I think the the, the moneyed liberal types, and look, the, the Democratic Party has become the party of the wealthy. Vox.com said this, not Fox, Vox, V-O-X, mm-hmm. said in 2016, the Democrats had become the party of the wealthy. They've they've been coming, they've, be, they've become whiter mm. and wealthier over the past several elections, which is, which is funny. And the Republican Party is becoming more diverse and more working class. Mm-hmm. So of course- these are people who are like, well, with Joe Biden making these moves to raise taxes and stuff, I got to do what I got to do, mm. you know? And what I see with Joe Biden's move and the Democrats move with the IRS, for instance, they're not going to go after the rich people no, because the rich people fight back. If, you, if, if, if the IRS sends a bill to a millionaire and says, you owe us X, he'll be like, you know, he'll, he'll put, get in the call to his law firm and say, hey, handle this for me. And they'll be like, you got it. Mm-hmm. And then the IRS has got to deal with it. And they're like, we're going to lose money in man hours. Send the bill for 500 bucks to that working class Joe who can't afford to fight back. That's right. Do that to 10,000 working class Joes and we're going to make a pretty penny. Yeah. And, and you will. You'll just you'll just pay the fine because you can't afford the attorneys. And we were just saying before we went live, you know, this is what this was the strategy of Mayor Bowser in, in, in Washington, D.C. as the city was struggling for revenue. She hired thousands more more meter maids, we used to call them. And, you know, you show up to your car, you're totally within your limits. You've obeyed all the signs, all the parking rules you paid, but you have a $35 ticket, $50 ticket. And what are you going to do? You're going to take a day off of work to go stand before a judge for fifty dollars? No, you curse, you scream, you pay the fifty dollars, and they and she knows that's what you're going to do. Right. She doesn't care about truth or justice, and that's what these IRS agents are going to do. Maybe not, yep. you know, fifty dollars, but honestly, if I got a five hundred dollar IRS fine, I can't. That's my lawyer's fees would be more than that. Exactly. You're going to curse, you're going to scream, and you're like, damn it! And here's the five hundred dollars. I remember one time I got two tickets in the mail 
that were uh, f- final notice, $150, I think, was due. Two of them, 300 bucks. And this was back when I was making like 10 bucks an hour working at the airport in Chicago. And I was like, what did I get tickets for? Hmm. Looked them up and it said I had illegally parked in Chicago months ago. Never got a ticket on my car. Nope. Never parked illegally. And when I called them and said, this must be a mistake, they said, well, you didn't respond to the first two, so now it's too late. You have to pay. It's a final determination. And I said, I never got a ticket. Doesn't matter. Prove to me you didn't get it. Yep. Exactly. That's very common. Prove that you didn't get it. Hmm. Like that's that's fascinating. Uh, That's metaphysically impossible. Well, but this is the way it works, right? It's 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 guilty until proven innocent, (laughs) not innocent until proven guilty. The way it was originally set. Yeah, and and it shows you. You just mentioned the California thing. Um, it, It shows you what I think a lot of government and government bureaucrats what they really think of their constituents, mm. right? Yeah, like, like we're make, banks. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we don't care about what this is bad for you, if this is in, inconvenient, if this is illegal, unconstitutional. But we I, don't care that Tim didn't do this. We just need his damn but money. I, but I'll tell you, this is why, you know, when I talk to my, my you know, more moderate liberal types friends, and they tell me they, they're in favor of defunding the police, this is exactly why. Yeah. So I, I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in like a well-off suburban area, and I was like, why would you want to defund the police? You live in the suburbs. That's like where the cops are good. And she said, it's because we all keep getting pulled over and we don't do anything wrong. And they tell us to go to court over it and we can't. And we're all like, everyone's been talking about it. We're pissed. Hmm. And then I was like, well, I get it. I completely get it. If, if you're seeing something in your community, like quota systems or something, then you're going to be like, don't know, don't care. But I tell you this, the funny repercussion of that is going to be, you may be upset they're milking money out of you, but you get rid of the police and then see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's what we're seeing right now, which is increased criminality. I mean, right. that's exactly what's Through going on. Lawlessness. Insane. And then you have the Democrats soft on crime policies. You have these catch and release policies, these Nobel policies, and you're seeing an increase. And now people are terrorized to go out in areas that are Democrat controlled, like Seattle and New York, et cetera. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. We have this uh, story from The Guardian, which... Um, I respect. I respect this story. No doomsday bunker, not a single gun. If the U.S. really is heading for civil war, I'm stuffed, says Arwa Madawi. The super rich are preparing to ride at the apocalypse by their underground swimming pools. Ordinary Americans have bought another 20 million firearms. And me, I have a broom and a butter knife. I, I have tremendous respect for her recognizing yeah. everyone else is going out and buying guns and she won't. Yeah. The best part is when she says she'll last a week. She says, how long do you think you would survive if everything went to hell? Civil war erupted, institutions crumbled, and there was absolutely nowhere safe in the world left to run. Me? I'd give myself one week, maybe two. Maybe two? That's generous, lady. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to think that I'm a tough survivor type, but the last time I went camping, I forgot to bring a sleeping bag and sobbed myself to sleep. So on balance, I would have to admit that I'm not. I did have a brief period this year when, in a fit of madness, I thought I'd take up urban farming and become as self-sufficient as possible with a scrap of garden in Philadelphia. That seemed to go well until I proudly sent my mom a photo of the luscious berry bushes I'd cultivated, and she informed me that they were poisonous weeds and I should get rid of them immediately. Oh, no. So yeah, I don't give myself great odds on surviving the apocalypse. Uh, Honest, I, re- I respect that. I, I, I actually yeah. respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, but look, I don't want this lady to get hurt. I don't want her. I want her to survive. I want her to Agreed. understand. And maybe this is the first step in realizing that mm-hmm. the world is not some fancy, beautiful Skittle and rainbow bubble where you can go around and do whatever the hell you want, that there are real dangers and we're kept safe by a military and policing apparatus. There's something mm-hmm. to being not maybe not attacked by a wild animal. I'm not encouraging that anyone gets attacked by a wild animal. When an animal comes at you, like I'm watching videos of like a wild boar attacking someone, you realize you, I saw this world wants you dead. Yeah. Everything about the universe <laughs> is out there. To Nature destroy. is metal. 
Damn. space will kill you if you go out there too far. <laughs> you say the universe wants you. Yes, dead. It, it wants to explode you in its vacuum <laughs> yeah. if you get near it. Um, 100%, yep. We're, we're up against a, a mountain of of terror, and, and but we've lost that realization being in these cities all compacted. I, it was Canada, right? The wild boar thing. I didn't know where it was from. It was, it was, a girl it was somewhere where they're only no, allowed where they're only allowed to have three rounds yeah. or yeah. something. Italy, 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 Italy. Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And the boar comes at him. It's a uh, is it a guy? Or it was a, a high hunter? voice. I thought it was a woman, but I and and you see the boom, miss, boom, miss. Point blank miss, and then just start beating with the gun. Good lord. It's like, well, now people ask, why do you need 30 rounds? Because that boar would not have been a threat to the individual. And boars can destroy you. I'm yeah. very I, like. I, I grew up hog hunting, so I know the dangers of, oh, yeah. of wild boar, especially even bar hogs down in the state of Florida. And I mean, you can get boar hogs down there that are 300, 400 pounds, you know, four and a half, six inch tush. And. You know, they basically, I saw where, you know, people would blood out because they'll essentially grab them right between, you know, kind of the crotch and sever the femoral artery. And I mean, yep. you, you know, you're stuck in the woods sitting there bleeding out behind the pines and palmettos. So one it's, the, it's a real risk. One of the funniest things I remember was when uh, I had a friend who went, I think it was in Arizona. And they told me that they were locked down. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? They're like, javelina spotting. Mm. And I was like, a what? And they're like, javelina. I'm like, what is that? And they sent me a picture of this little pig. <laughs> and I was down. like, I was like, that. that's why everyone's forced inside. And it's like, yeah, those things will yep. destroy them. I'm like, they're, how big are they? Like the, the little wild pigs out there in the desert or something like that? Dude, I, it's, at, at, the, at, at least those kids in college understood like those little wild pigs or whatever they are. Is that what they're called? Havelina? Am I pronouncing it right? I, I, yeah. I honestly have never heard of it. Never heard of those little pigs. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got a lot of compassion for animals and humans being part of that animal kingdom. But like when I had a, a raccoon. Peccary. I went near a raccoon and I was like, okay, I'm going to use my magic on this thing and, oh. and be kind with oh, the raccoon. Boy. It was in a cage, oh, but it screamed mm. like it wanted to kill me. And I realized I got a, the viciousness in me came out. I was like, uh, that thing can die. Yeah. I will eradicate all raccoons. <laughs> If that's so, a danger to my survival, peccary is that peccaries, yeah, yeah peccaries. I guess you know. Cute, so, so cute. Look how oh cute God. the little baby is. Oh. I know, right? That thing would probably bite you and give you rabies or who knows what. You see that <laughs> so video of the lady getting attacked by the fox? Yeah, yes. what was that? Yeah, yes, rabbit so, fox. So I just want to say, you know, we've done a bunch of discussions over the years talking about, you know, would would liberals survive the apocalypse? And it's funny when I hear people try and make the argument that it's not the case that liberals wouldn't survive. And I'm okay. like, dude, the people in cities would be eating each other in like a week. Mm -hmm. She says she'd, she'd last a week, maybe two. Dude, when there's no water, what do you think people are going to do? Yeah. It's like drink read about ocean the, water for sure. Some people will. They'll drink yeah. the river water and then die faster. Yeah, it'll be quick. Yeah. Wow, man. Water, yeah. man. They said Between water is the, the new gold. Dysentery and all the other things, not understanding how to boil water, not understanding how to you know, check things. I mean, yeah, I, look, I, I don't care how many survival shows you try to watch and, you know, The Last Frontier or Alone. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have proper survival skills, you don't have them. Yeah, boiling water will kill microbes, but it doesn't get rid of, like, a lot of stuff. Like and it's very hard to and boil water if there's no natural gas or there's no, you, you, your stove doesn't work. And, do and, these people know how to make a fire? fire. And you know? maintain a fire. Yeah, do they have any and, idea how to start a fire without, uh, well, I'll just get a lighter. Go to the CVS. <laughs> there is no CVS. <laughs> do they know how to hide a fire from people that want your fire? Well, they, this is where people, you start asking, so have you ever built a friction fire? Yeah. Do you understand, you know, how to build fires in different elevations and in different climates yep. and how to maintain that yep. and how to transfer? Because, you know, you can't can't just build a fire and think that you're going to live in one place forever. Maybe you're having a transport a fire. How do you do that? How do you tender? How do you, I, I, I would love to see, I would really love to see some of these people who have grown up in these 
downtown, you know, uh, metropolitan areas where they've just always had something at the tip of their finger yep. live for a week or even two, as she said. Oh, my well, gosh. If their survival. Uber Eats driver is five minutes late, they get zero <laughs> stars. And they, and they send raging Instagram like this is absurd. And they want, you know, like you think what they, build a fire. Imagine. <laughs> The people who I grew think, up in the South, so for us, it was like my grandfather taught us to live in the woods. And the, so. the people who think words are violence, yeah. they'll be out in the streets in an apocalyptic scenario, and there's going to be some dude with a gun who's hungry, and he's going to, he's, th these people probably, many of them won't get to encounter words at all, but how will they respond to someone actually grabbing them? Yeah. Just like fall to the ground. How, the how many of them will yell for the police? Yeah. If, if, oh, seeing, right if seeing Ben Shapiro in the concert oh hall gosh, made you nice. like literally shake with fear, get ready when it's a bear, right? Yeah, and you don't, and you don't have, you have no idea how to use a gun. Like maybe you have a gun. <laughs> Do you have any idea how to load it, how to fire it? The apocalypse <laughs> happens, the cities are wiped out and Ben Shapiro's already created a small working city. <laughs> <laughs> and then the liberals are all outside the walls screaming how, how terrified they are of him and they're telling stories, they're, t you know, it's like, and then the people who aren't insane will just knock on the door and be like, good sir, I'm looking for a job and food. And it's like, we are in need of someone of your specialty. Come on in. And they're outside screaming, terrified of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> but so, so this is what I was saying earlier. I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like, I think I would survive. Um, for one, I'm out of the city. Mm. We're in the middle of nowhere. And I've started learning and, uh, and, 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 you know, setting myself up in a way that I would last longer than two weeks. We have emergency food. We have bug out locations. We've got solar stuff. And uh, I've been reading a bit. Obviously, we have the chickens. But I'm not going to pretend that I'd be better off than the average, say, Trump supporter who just mm. grew up in the country. They know what food they can already eat outside. Like the first, we have the pawpaw out here, the, the hillbilly banana, they call it. It, I didn't even know where it was. Last year, I'm like, I see these little pawpaws. I'm like, looks like there's three of them. Then pawpaw season hit, and there's 50,000 of them everywhere, like on the ground, literally. I'm like, there's just food for days. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. And the people out here were laughing because they're like, we know all about it, what you can, where the berries are, what kind of berries you eat, because they grew up around it, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. So here's my question for you guys. How long do you think you'd last? Let's say society breaks down right now. We can, you know, this, this liberal lady, she's self-aware, but what do you think, Corey? I mean, I think I could sustain fine on just my own survival skills and the fact that I have sustainable food. I have, you know, the ability to go ahead and have my own water sources and not to mention that I own a 2,000 acre facility that's well armed. So if I really needed to, and it comes down to survival and the fittest, I'll take what I need. Very yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the point. It's like, it's not even necessarily about what you know, but it's about what you currently have. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have currency and currency is not money. That's what people have to understand. Currency is things like ammunition currency is things yeah. like food for for trade currency is things like whiskey or you know people have to understand that in a society where currency as far as you know it has changed now it becomes who is the most you know the largest survival or the largest you know kind of provider and store of goods i mean this is why she talks about the doomsday bunkers and the preppers you know people make fun of preppers but i can tell you right now that during the unconstitutional lockdowns our family never did without it's not just that these last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. 
America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Preppers are having fun. Yeah. You know, I watch these videos about preppers and they always try to show you the craziest guy who's like, the wars are coming, so I got beans. Like, that's that's not real. The real videos are really great where it's a guy like, oh, yeah, we have, here's where we store emergency food. Mm-hmm. We've got the animals over there. Here's where, it's basically homesteading mm. and we have like a, you know, long storage and they're having a good time. It's purpose. They're, they're, they have purpose. They're, they're doing what they love. They enjoy, like we have the chickens. The chickens are fun. Yeah. Love, what love concerns me is when people's purpose becomes defending against an apocalypse because then it's almost like they need the apocalypse in order to fulfill their purpose. I don't mm-hmm. want to take it that far. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask. If you were in a city, let's say you're on a business trip, in New York, you're in Manhattan, right in the middle. And then all of a sudden, just everything just goes off. You'd, you would still be completely fine. And that's, that's kind of the point, right? Well, yeah, because my, my initial instinct wouldn't be to sustain myself in that city. It would be to get back to where I have all my supplies and, and, and all my sustainment. For items. sure. But I just mean like basic combat skills. Yeah. I mean, basic- look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it, it's not like we sit in a you know, kind of empty solitude, you know, building that has no food whatsoever. I mean, you have enough to sustain you for a number of days. Clearly, my big thing would be pack yeah. what I can, get out, get my way, a means of transportation, and get to where I have the most sustainability, which is my own facility. The funny thing is so many of these liberals would be like, they'd go outside and be like, okay, everybody, let's talk about what our plan is. Mm. And they would just sit, sit around. It's like, you realize there's no water in this place. <clears throat> the water pressure is gone. There's no water. It would be a There's lot of no people conversation. looking for who to serve. Well, I, I think for a while you just have an increase in criminality, right? So you just have the stealing and looting of basic goods or essentially the 2020 mostly, uh, what is it? Summer Peace, of mostly love. Peaceful, summer of love, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you'd essentially just have that. You'd have rampant increase in criminality. You'd have a lot of theft. You'd have murders. You'd have all these different things going on. But eventually when those supplies run out and there is no workforce and no one is actually reproducing anything then you'd have to go into true survival skills. Well, and and I, like goods. You, I like what you said about currency because I did a thread the other day on, on, on social about the coming Great Depression, which I think is, is inevitable, assuming the government doesn't collapse, right? Assuming well, I'm not talking apocalypse. I'm just talking about like, a, like the Great Depression of our, of our grandparents of old. Um, and I like what you said about currency because I was telling people to start keeping big supplies of, of cash. Because the black markets will pop up everywhere. And people like, not necessarily Tim, but people like Tim who have extra chickens will create a black market for eggs because it, we're in a Great Depression. And but see, cash start, won't be the currency, though. That's the whole thing. It'll well, have if to the be government like hasn't gold destroyed. Billions, and it'll have to be things like fuel. But my, 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 my point was, it could be. But my point was that, though, that they're not going to take your credit card. You're they're right. not going to take your oh, 100%, visa. They're 100%. not going to take a check. They're not going Here's to. The best part. They're not going to take your gold. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to need something that they can easily change. That's assuming the government hasn't collapsed, which I don't think it, it's going to. I don't think we're headed towards a, a, towards an apocalypse. Well, I do think we're headed towards a depression, though. Mm-hmm. It's not just that. It's that even if the U.S. collapsed, other governments would have to collapse for, for something like gold to lose its value. Yeah, right. in, in the event that the U.S. goes into chaos and there's civil war, 
there's still going to be people who say, hey, that gold is valuable in Turkey. That gold is valuable in Europe. So I will take it from you and bring it there. There's, mm. there's still going to be trade going on. I just think that uh, in the event of a real civil war, what people need to understand is that it's not these regular liberal types. This is what I hear a lot from people. They're like, ah, I think it was Bill, um, Bill Burr. He's the comedian, right? Not yeah. Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. He was saying something recently on, tri- I think it was on trigonometry. And it's, it shows you the danger <clears throat> of ignorance. He's a funny guy. He's a mm. good actor. I respect his, his, his work, is. but not his political positions. Because, right. you know, he's, he said on Joe Rogan, he's like, look, Joe, I just put on the, the TV. They tell me to wear a mask. I wear it or I don't. What, uh, two weeks later, I'll turn it on. T- I'll do what they tell me. Mm. That's the kind of attitude where he says, regu- he's, he said on, this, uh, on, on trigonometry, regular people don't care about this stuff. You go out, nobody's talking about it. And that's, that's, that's ignorance of history. If I go out, I went, I went down to like Strasbourg and Front Royal the other day. Yo, I'm in MAGA country. Of course, no one's fighting each other. They all live next to each other and have the same politics. Mm. You go into a city, it's, it's woke country. Everybody's got the flags. Of course, no one's mm. fighting each other. I mean, they're still fighting each other, to be honest. Mm. But not always, because they're next to each other. It's the geographical differences where people are spreading apart from each other. And what happens is, in any major conflict, it is a small minority of the people who are leading the fighting. And when you have the president, Joe, uh, Donald Trump just called Joe Biden enemy of the state. Joe Biden called Trump supporters extremists and then tried walking it back later and then doubled down and said, mm. you know, the funny thing is when he says MAGA Republicans are a threat and so are their policies, you know, you know, he's talking about Trump supporters because they're the ones who are pushing those policies and supporting those people. You have the highest levels of government. There is a conflict happening. It doesn't matter what regular people are thinking or doing. It's that law enforcement the, the, the military apparatus are currently being pointed at each other. Sooner or later, you get what Matt, Matt Taibbi calls that arrest this man moment where the cars rush to the police station. Two guys jump out and point, arrest that man at each other. And then the police basically decide whose side are they on. That's when you figure out who's fighting who. Mm. But speaking of, um, you know, collapse and stuff, let's jump to this story from Fox Business. Californians warned of possible rolling blackouts as state battles historic heat wave. Mm. Perhaps the collapse... You know, we, uh, for those that are just joining, we had the segment where this lady was saying if civil war happened, she wouldn't last a week. Maybe she would maybe last two. No guns, no bunkers, no food. Perhaps it won't be a civil war they have to worry about. Perhaps it, it's just going to be rolling blackouts. I saw a video, I think it was out of Italy, where they're, they're, they're going to school and working by candlelight. Yeah. Yeah. Because the energy costs are so high. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, and you're starting to see that even here in America where people... You know, affordability of just your basic utilities has gone up double, if not triple in some areas. And I mean, this is impacting every single American. It's insane. And, you know, I'm going to defer to the energy expert here. But I mean, I put a law this on the fact that we have sustainable energy sources at our disposal under our feet. And they continue to go to unreliable renewables, which we saw Texas even try at one point with their, you know, wind turbines. And they're now, you know, regretting that decision. I mean, we have to get back to energy independence, but we can do that through the actual energy sources that are reliable energy sources like coal and gas and oil, the things that are under our feet. Nuclear. Nuclear as well. well. Absolutely. But, but look, in California, they can't. Mm-hmm. They've, they've culted themselves into a corner. They've told everybody we can't do it because nuclear is bad and climate change. I'll tell you this right now. I don't care what your position is on climate change. California objectively screwed themselves energy wise, because when you come out and say carbon is bad and and burning all this fossil fuels is making the climate worse, the Mm. response is, okay, nuclear is a good option, right? Totally green. And it's got an excellent energy return on energy invested. No, 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 no. Nuclear is bad as well because nuclear is dirty. Three Mile Island. 
Chernobyl. Yep, that's what everyone just says with nuclear. Fukushima. Like, Chernobyl. <laughs> and then and then the response is okay. Yeah. Go for wind, I guess. Hmm. Good luck. Yeah. And now you get rolling. They're, they're they're saying it's like a stage two emergency in California. They can't build nuclear because they campaigned on hating it. Yeah. They can't build new uh, you know fossil fuel plants. They campaigned on hating it, and they don't have the battery power for wind or solar. When Marjorie Taylor Greene criticized, I think it was uh, solar power, saying that when the sun goes down, you lose the power. I like having the lights on at night. Everyone laughed. Liberals mocked her. Mm -hmm. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're so dumb. Dude, large scale solar systems, there's not batteries for this. Solar works really, really well during the day when you have the energy and it has to be supplemented at night with fossil fuels or nuclear. Mm. Salt's kind of But nice. I'll defer to you, Daniel. You know better than I do. Molten salt. You familiar with the molten salt reactors? No, I mean, molten salt, blue hydrogen, there's lots of great things in theory that I think I would be fine seeing investors, not the government, I would find seeing them develop. And if they work, it's great. I welcome all technologies. But the problem is the electric grid is, for good or for ill, it is run by the state. Right. right? And, and if the state is in charge of giving you electricity, then the state has a responsibility to give you damn electricity, and the state is failing its job. They don't even know what electricity is. No, they have no idea. No, 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 hold on. Most people don't. No. And that's okay, but if you're coming out and talking about energy policy and you don't know anything about it, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fascinating to me. I was talking to someone a long time ago, and I said, do you know where electricity comes from? And they went, the wall. Yeah, there you go. And I said, yeah, yeah, but like where from? Like you, you plug it in the wall, it's there. And I was like, okay, there's like cables back there, right? And they're like, I guess. You think it's by design? Where, where does the electricity come from in that thing? And they're like, I don't know. Hmm. They don't know. Now, now, to be fair. Well, that's because they don't know the history of Westinghouse and all the rest. I mean. But, but so the fascinating thing is what they don't understand is that it's, it's a flow. It's a circuit. It mm -hmm. has to keep going. It, it, the reason they shut down parts is because it's overloaded and it can't complete a circuit. So you ask people. What the, what the fascinating thing about energy is that it's all basically steam power, right? Even nuclear power, it's boiling water mm -hmm. to create steam pressure to spin a turbine. It's kinetic energy. Yeah, Correct. It's, Converting it's kinetic it with energy. Large rotating magnets mm -hmm. to create electrical current, which then Correct. the current flows through the grid. They don't understand why we can't have wind and solar be like our permanent solutions. Yeah. And it's one of the great evils that the green movement does is that you take an, a coal power plant that creates uh, 900 megawatts of coal power. You take a natural gas power plant, same idea. Nuclear plant, 4,000 megawatts of power, right? They will say, well, if we build 4,000 acres of solar, we'll get the same capacity. It's like, but there's a huge variable. That means it, it has to consistently shine the sun nonstop with no cloud cover, with no, that is a variable. Or... Now, massive acreages of underground batteries, <laughs> which is insanely which is not possible. bad for the environment. Well, and not, not exactly. to mention, who does this actually benefit? You know, this whole idea of the Green New Deal or these renewable energy sources only promotes China economics. I mean, they control 15 of the 16 rare mineral mines in the world. They are where we're going to get a lot of our solar you know, panels and all these different things with the lithium that's necessary, especially as Joe Biden in the botched Afghan withdrawal just gave $1.2 trillion in uh, lithium mines from Afghanistan to the Chinese. So the whole point is, is that why are we continuing to promote and benefit mm our adversarial nations and dependency upon them as opposed to getting back to energy independence here in America and going back to an America first agenda, which is where we need to be as a nation. If they were just honest, you know, um, yeah. 
I'd, I'd, I'd say, okay. If they came out and said, oh, yeah, we know 60 million people will die overnight when we enact this policy. Yeah. I'd be like, well, at least they're telling you what they're doing. And if you vote for it, at least you know what you're voting for. But, but a lot of people who are listening to these insane policies don't know that they're voting for their way of life to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we saw this in Denver. People couldn't change their thermostats. You saw that one? Oh, it's unbelievable. They, they, 22,000 so people. They opted in, though. Yes. That's what they said. So, so here's how it goes. Because this is actually what happened. It's going to happen when, more when, and more. When you sign up for your electric company or whatever, they say, would you like to sign up for our energy saver program? It's $100 off your bill per year. They go, wow, $100 off per year. For, I'll sign up for energy saver. They don't read it. Then one day it's 99 degrees outside and the thermostat says energy saver mode activated and you can't change it. And they say, why can't I change my thermostat? And they say, well, you opted in. Maybe you should opt out, but we gave you a free, we gave you a cheap deal because you were willing to do this. So that's the, that's the, that's the bit that I, um, I did on Twitter where I said. Absolutely right. I saw that. It was, you're, you're 100% right. It's 99 degrees. You go to set your thermostat, but you're locked out. Governor's mm-hmm. orders. He declared an emergency. So you decide, you know what? I'll go take a drive. You go to your electric vehicle, but the screen says no charge available. Car wasn't charging. Sorry, governor's orders. Governor's orders. Yeah. So you decided to walk down to the park and just go and get some fresh air. But the, the checkpoint down there, the, the tweet was limited. But there's a guy saying, sir, if you want to walk past me, you've got to scan your QR code on your phone. And you're like, I can't. My phone's dead. I can't use the electricity. I'm sorry, sir, with no QR code. And then they tase you because mm. that's where the electricity goes. <laughs> then you go home. Back to your pod, where you grab a bag of crickets to snack on and wait for the temperature yeah. to go down. Yeah, I uh, think that, that that is the future. You, you joke, but that is the future. This, if, if the Democrats and the liberals continue in the path that they're trying to, which is destroying us economically, politically, militarily, that's actually a real life scenario that could occur. Yeah. Look I at mean, California right now, rolling correct. blackouts. Do you I, I can way? say this with any more sincerity, and I know people can think I'm crazy. It is a huge mistake to buy any sort of smart thermostat, a Nest, <laughs> any of those things. If, if, you, if, you need, if you're like, I need to be able to control it with my phone, then, then have a kid and tell the kid, go, go lower the thermostat. Or, or, That's why God invented children. But, but, this is like the old days when you'd be like, all right, I need to change the television yes. channel. Go up there go and change flip the it. Channel. Yes. I uh, buy mechanical cars. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, you know, because I have a Tesla and, and everybody's like asking me, like, you really bought one of those things? Like, why? And I'm like, well, you know, it's an electric car. I wanted to have it as an option. And they're like, yeah, but you realize we're getting close to the point where, like, in California, they ordered people not to not charge to their charge cars. It. Still, I believe right now they can't right. charge nope. their cars. Nope. Yeah. So what do you do? You can't. Look, they have these cars. I think but again, though, this is where I go back to sustainability, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a Generac generator at home. And bo- in, in both of our houses, we have a Generac generator just solar? in case. I do have a solar backup just in case, but yep. not on my roof. What I use it for is I've got these kind of lithium ion like storage uh, that I can actually utilize solar to charge off of it. And it's for traveling, you know, when my family goes camping or we go out for a sustained period of time, etc. But these are areas that I can, you know, it tells me I have this much time I could run my refrigerator off of it. This much, this, this many times I can charge a computer or a mm-hmm. phone or etc. And obviously you can kind of do it to wherever you want. But my whole point is, is that I don't utilize that as my idea of a main source of energy. I utilize it as a backup source of energy just in the event of a storm or things like this so um, i've called for whistleblowers i'll do it again uh the the left you have to admire their solidarity with each other right there aren't a lot of whistleblowers there's no Alyssa farrah whatever the former trump spokeswoman who's now Mm -hmm. on the view Mm -hmm. who's just on a tirade about how much she hates trump most disloyal benedict arnold etc but the left doesn't do that but i will renew my call for a whistleblower 
I'd love to know what the governor mansion in in California is right now. I'd love to know if Paul Pelosi is charging his electric Porsche. I'd love to know if Dianne Feinstein's house is literally set at 79 because that is is the orders. And the the answer is, of course, they're not. None of their offices are set below 79. None of them have off uh, unnecessary lights. We we saw the same thing, though, with Governor Whitmer, right? We saw it in Michigan whenever nobody's allowed to take their boats out, but yet her husband's allowed to. Again, this is that two-tiered elitist justice system that I talk about that I can't that we have to break the mold on where political elitists and celebrities can act with impunity and the rest of Americans basically get tossed under the bus. But if you thought it was that angering that you were in lockdown and Nancy Pelosi was able to get her hair cut or you were in lockdown and the governor of Michigan, Michelle Lujan Grisham, opened up a store for her personal That's shopping spree. That's not what spray, upsets me. If, is- no, but if that upsets you, that 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 hypocrisy just wait until you, the energy you know what upsets me? hang on hang on wait until the energy hypocrisy kicks in that you are not allowed to use electricity today but the governor's mansion is totally lit up you are not allowed to charge your tesla but i can charge mine why well because i'm the senior senator from california but, but this is the same idea that and, hypocrisy and, is going but this to create hypocrisy though war. is exactly what frustrates me about politicians because we actually will hold your feet over the fire if you're doing or committing insider trading, but yet we're allowing politicians, their wives and their offices to buy, sell and trade stocks that they know they're going to pass legislation on. They know they're going to directly manipulate. Why has that not been cut off by the left or the right? This isn't even a, a Republican versus Democrat or a, a socialist versus communist you know, or, or communist situation. This, this is literally just a right versus wrong, a good versus bad. The left populists and the right populists agree on that point. Yeah. It's the establishment politicians who are like, no, 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 no. You're not taking away our insider training. I did really well last year. My portfolio was fantastic only because of my, you know, my, my top secret security clearance. And in the skiff, we <laughs> and discussed the fact, and, a and the fact that I know what legislation is getting ready to pass. I mean, I'm, imagine deep diving into who bought Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson yeah. & Johnson before they oh, made yeah. this new decision. Imagine looking at the ideas of this renewable energy and who's bought into Tesla and all the others. My point is is that just like we need to stop a two-tiered justice system, we need to stop the insider trading and the fact that our politicians and our celebrities are able to act in a way that the rest of America doesn't, and we are the majority as America. The funny thing about Pfizer Moderna was that weird speech that Biden gave yesterday where he was screaming, I beat pharma! I beat pharma and he's yelling and you're like, beat pharma. Have you seen their profits this year? Pfizer was like, please, please, Lord, beat me again. Beat me harder, daddy. Like I beat pharma. Oh my gosh, Moderna and Pfizer had had a what, great. What did beating. he mean when he was saying that? No one knows what he. What, what does he what ever mean? <laughs> what does Joe Biden I don't know. mean? What, what uh, just a general question. What does he mean? And and he I was thinking on the way over. We're, we're getting to the campaign season. That useless politicians, and that does not include you because you're not a politician. I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to be a politician. But the useless politicians will start saying all these things like I've stood up to special interests and I've taken on the big guys and I've fought for kids and like all these vagaries. And that's what Joe Biden his whole speech. I I took on. Pharma and I beat pharma. What the hell does that mean? And Nothing. no one will ask. Let me know when you figure no, it out. No one will. You know ask. who took on pharma? Donald Trump. That's oh, who yeah. took on pharma. You know, when you talk about not taking special interest groups, when you talk about taking on big pharma, when you talk about holding adversaries accountable, when you talk about proper foreign policy and a more America first agenda, you can get as mad as you want mm. about his tweets. But no one did greater than President Donald. Can Trump. you really take on Farmer though if you haven't screamed it from a podium? He just gave us with a weird red <laughs> backdrop behind you. He just gave us he gave Pfizer like uh, a blank check. Yeah. That's exactly right. But how is that doing good against Pharma? That's what. Well, Donald come on, Trump he's did. lying. We get it. Yeah. Oh, you're lying. <laughs> no, 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 Biden. 
Biden. No, I'm talking about you said Donald Trump was the best at taking on big pharma, but he gave Pfizer a blank check during the pandemic. He also didn't. Well, he actually just helped to do the research for. I mean, the blank check, if anything, was on Operation Warp Speed, which is just trying to get a vaccination in play. But what I'm talking about is, is when he started actually holding the pharmaceutical companies accountable and saying that, why is it that all these other nations pay a half or a third of the price of America when we're one of the largest consumers? We need the lowest drug rates. We need the lowest drug prices. We need to you know, go after what pharma is doing by abusing their rights here in America. Just because we can afford to pay more doesn't mean that we should pay more. Didn't, That's holding them accountable. Didn't he open up competition for 100%. You know, medicines coming from you know, Canada? Canada, and, yeah, correct. Yeah. And... Uh, for some reason, the and generic is, brands and off brands. Right. I've got they, this. They 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 hated him. They they flipped out and they demanded that he be removed. And now you get big big business Biden and his illicit dealings to come back in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, it's remarkable. 10% for the big guy. I've got to know about guy. electricity we, before we move on to the mm. next story because we're talking about currency and I think electricity is going to be a currency of the future. Of How you transport well, it, that's energy a question. Energy is everything. Yeah. And Absolutely. electrical currency, it's an actual phrase. Um, so, like you were saying, people don't know how, what electricity is, a lot of people. Why? That's by design, because we didn't teach kids in school how to make an electrical current. That's probably oh, by design, too, because if you give people the power to create their own electricity, you lose control of them. So, mm-hmm. the government's in a position now where they're like, what do we do? Are we going to give people the power, or are we going to try and hold on to it as society falls around us? And if people did have the power, and everyone in the world had equal power to the government, would it just be a constant state of evolution and, and fighting and destroying, and the strong man comes up with the with the technology? So, like, we, is it good that people don't have that power? We've all seen, you know, on YouTube, perpetual motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all mm-hmm. those videos where people. Uh, Build perpetual motion machines and generate free electricity. Like that it, proves it. At face value, yeah. I'd love everyone has their own nuclear. Everyone has their own power generator. Everyone yes. has infinite. But Wouldn't that what be would great? that? It would be until the strong man's like, I'm going to use my power to destroy that guy and take his, so I have twice as much. Like that's the history of humanity. Is the, that's, the strong? Yes. That's so the, right is now. the government doing the right thing by keeping people stupid and no. subservient? Would it? Would the people? Would it be constant war if they didn't? No, I can understand your point of saying if 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 the government supplies the electricity, maybe we take away that potential for conflict between households or neighborhoods or whatever. And I can understand that. But then, if we've given the government that that power, then they also have that responsibility, and they're failing that responsibility. You know, I, I'm a great radio host who I'm friends with, and I go on a show a lot. At Jesse Kelly out of Houston, he was replying on a bunch of tweet threads saying, "You don't get to ask me to reduce my electricity consumption." Because your job is not to tell me how to live my life. Your job is to produce electricity. And if you're the governor of California, and it is a numbers game, California has to generate, I think it's something like uh, um, 52,000 megawatts of electricity a day. If you don't produce that, then you're failing your people. And that's Mm -hmm. all the election matters about. You can talk about the election is about equity. It's about justice. It's about creating a more tolerant society for California. It's about homeless. All that is crap. So the government, the election in California should be on based on the fact that as governor, you are responsible for a few things. Crime, and boy, are you failing. Electricity production, boy, are you failing. And Gavin Newsom will win re-election 
effortlessly because that is also the two-tier system that we're dividing into. When, one last thing, just to finish, when California, as Tim said, they have to start to shut down segments of the grid to keep the overall sustainability. When they shut down areas, look who they shut down. It will not be Silicon Valley. It will not be Facebook's office. It will not be a Kardashian household or Malibu. It'll be middle and low-income families. Voiceless, powerless people who have useless Republicans representing them in Congress will get plugged into darkness. And they'll be like, this is unfair. But if you live in the Central Valley, and you go four days without power, you pray to God your congressman fights for you, but obviously your congressman is probably just going to be like, well, you know, life sucks, guys, but I, I was in D.C. I witnessed this personally during the drought in, uh, I think it was like 2015. I went to Tulare County. Poor working families had, had no water. Golf courses did. Yeah. The city, you know, the people with money, they now, now, don't get me wrong, it's not like they were doing well. They were in a serious drought. They didn't have a lot of water, but they, they got the water they needed. And... Uh, that's that's the reality of it. New York, when and the power went out, what was the first neighborhood? Brownsville, in, which is an all-black neighborhood in Brooklyn. Uh, summer of 2021, last year, when they had to turn off a, a small percentage of the grid and Bill de Blasio's administration, and that's where they, Brownsville and East New York. And if you look at videos of that time, the residents there, poor black people are standing outside because you can't be inside because the windows don't open in those housing units. But because, isn't it funny that these are the exact same people who say that you owe me your vote even though i i put you always at the end of the line you're the one this is why you talked about earlier at the end of the day the republican party went from being the wine and cheese party to the beer and blue jeans party and that happened on a donald trump that happened to president trump and where we have to acknowledge that we now represent the interest of the people we we now represent the interest of the everyday blue collar modern day society because why most of us came from that, like myself. My grandfather was a welder. My grandmother was a beautician. They adopted me because I lived in a you know family where my mom and dad had substance and drug abuse issues and were in and out of prison my entire life. And guess what? That's why I fight so hard for the American people because I am one of you. Mm. Let, me, let me jump to this story. This is a story from Newsweek, and it helps us understand why it is <laughs> that uh, we end up with the politicians we end up with. Jennifer Lawrence admits to having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Just wants to date him. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Right. She's Who doesn't? Just, she's she's just mad. Yeah. In her wasn't interview, that the AOC she said, thing? "This was uh, oh that the people want to date her." Yeah, yeah. You're just upset because you want to date me. Yeah. Yeah, Look, exactly. in Vogue's October issue. She said that she has recurring nightmares. She says, I can't F with people who aren't political anymore. You live in the United States of America. You, you have to be political. It's too dire. Politics are killing people. She said that she has nightmares. Mm. Starring Tucker Carlson. Huh. Okay. These people, they're, they're, they're out of their minds. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about, you know, wild boars, guns. These are people who've probably never stepped foot in a wooded area. They've, they've probably never driven outside of, a, a, you know, a, a, an incorporated town or whatever. Been attacked by a raccoon lately. What was the old saying? First world issues. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jennifer My life Lawrence, is so good. Let's just Google Jennifer Lawrence net worth. Oh, yeah. Let's, what, is it, what is that net worth? Did you get it? Millions and millions, I'm sure. Of course it is. Estimated. Jennifer Lawrence net worth is averaged at $160 million. Wow. I'm sorry for, like, she's the victim right now, guys. We need to understand that. She's the victim in this, and we all need to feel sorry for her. Her and Meghan Markle, yes. they're the real victims right now. Dreams are funny. Tucker Carlson net worth, $30 million. Yeah. Oh. She's worth, what was that, like, almost, just, oh, just, just almost over five times. times. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was yeah. all five, sorry. 160. Yeah. yeah, more than five times Tucker yeah. Carlson's net worth. This is what happens. This is, man, 
people who are extremely powerful and wealthy, but it's 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 the Hunger Games. It's the capital city. Yeah. Well, which she, which is, she actually was yeah, the main yeah. actress. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. It's ironic, isn't it? That she in real life represents the snooty people drinking Ipecac to vomit and keep eating while mm. poor people actually suffer. And there and and it, the, the funny thing about the Hunger Games, the movies, I don't know if it's the same thing in the books. The people in the capital are oblivious to the suffering of the people outside for mm. the most part. And they're all weird looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. all kind of With like blue hair and <laughs> blue hair, they're all shaved heads, slightly androgynous and, yeah. and bizarre and uncomfortable. And <laughs> she you know. so, so the problem is you get someone like Jennifer Lawrence and one of the quotes she has, I don't know if it's in the Newsweek article, but she said, uh, here we go. Quote, it breaks my heart because America had the choice between a woman and a dangerous, dangerous jar of mayonnaise. And she said, and they were like, well, we can't have a woman. Let's go with the jar of mayonnaise. Sure, I possibly. don't want to disparage my family, but I know that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. How could you raise a daughter from birth and believe she doesn't deserve equality? How? That is not why Donald Trump won. Hmm. I would say the big reason when it's a choice between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is that, I don't know, Hillary Clinton uh, was uh, the Clinton Foundation was receiving money from foreign governments while she was secretary of state, that the, the Obama administration got us entangled in a bunch of wars, that Hillary Clinton said, we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> yeah, give me that against a Donald Trump. You know what? I still didn't vote for him. Mm. But then you, you give me Joe Biden and you give me four years of what Donald Trump was trying to do. And I was like, okay, all right. As if the big issue for me is that Hillary Clinton is a woman. Mm -hmm. No, it's that she's a psychopathic, she's a sociopathic murderer. Mm -hmm. Also, what they did to Bernie Sanders was unconscionable. Bernie was winning yeah. that election. He had all the energy. And then the Clinton, I don't know what. How, the DNC it, basically. Yeah. That it, was under Donna Brazile. And if you remember, Donna Brazile actually was even giving Hillary Clinton the questions ahead of time before the presidential nomination debates. Right. And she was caught doing this. And she profited massively off of this. She gave Hillary the questions when before she was the about debates. to debate Bernie. That's exactly before right. And Bernie didn't have the questions. Correct. So she, that's yeah. insane. If you this, know that, how yeah. could you but, in, look, in your, like, that's how, why I didn't this, support it. This is the mentality that we're up against. Her vote is equal to yours, Daniel. Mm -hmm. So when you vote and she votes, she's like, you just want to vote for mayonnaise. And you're like, I have very serious concerns about how people will live when there's no energy. You're, you hate women. You're no, a racist. No. This is the new thing. You're yeah. xenophobe. You know, when you don't think exactly like them, they want a name call. And we saw this from the president himself. You know, the I, I call him the selected, not elected president of the United States. But you, you saw this where that's exactly what he did. He's gone now to name calling and telling all of us, you know, first it was we're deplorables. Now we're extremists just because we care about our nation and we are, you know, God-fearing, America-loving individual patriots. And now all of a sudden we're labeled as extremists as a result of it. You know, we don't think like you. We don't act like you. We don't behave like you. Therefore, you are a racist or a xenophobe or an extremist. You know, this is really where the left has gone. And meanwhile, the rest of us who are sitting as part of MAGA or sitting as part of the America First agenda, we're just simply saying, well, no, we just care about getting back to constitutionality, freedoms, liberties, the rights for individuals, the rights for individual states, the ability for people to make their own decisions, for the protection of our children, the, you know, betterment of all of America, getting back to American exceptionalism. No, no, no. 
you're an extremist. Jennifer Lawrence cares so deeply about women's issues that she stood next to Harvey Weinstein, probably did unspeakable things to him to get ahead in her career and to get the leading roles that she did as a 16-year-old um, and, nice. and watched millions, dozens of women get abused by Harvey Weinstein. And well, was and but, but you know what? She cares very, very deeply but is this, about women's issues. Is, is her relationship Hugely with that deeply. guy, is that, is that, was that, was that a big story? That's known, absolutely. Yeah, wow. absolutely. I always love how they say, we care so much about women's rights, but at the same time, they won't protect or yeah. even try and prevent women's sports from being taken as a, a B or a C or a D role for biological from born men. What was the one, uh, Winter's Bone, to uh, the, the one that was awful with Bradley Cooper, where, oh gosh, the Silver Linings playbook. She's got a long history with Harvey Weinstein, and you did not get a leading role as a lady in a Harvey Weinstein film unless well, you did the things that Harvey Weinstein wanted you well, to do. The article in, from in, Newsweek, did you get eight hours ago? In, Jennifer Lawrence in, well, addresses rumors she effed that's, Harvey Weinstein. That's that's the same interview she did. In, in, the, in the interview she did with Vogue, she said it was is not true. I'm sure she says, no, of course not. It's not true. Of course she's going to say it's not true. You know what I think? Well, what, is she going to come out and say it's truthful? Well, the only reason people are saying it is because they hate women. I think yeah, about exactly. women's rights and black rights and you trans know. rights. I think of like human rights. Like, it's we're not we shouldn't be arguing about who gets the better bedroom in the slave quarters. It should be about let's not be slaves, people. That doesn't great, matter who you are. That's a great line. That was great. That's a very good line. <laughs> yeah, I just I I am sick and tired of of people glomming on to whatever they think their unique qualifier is that makes them a victim when they are the most privileged. Who in the world has more privilege than Jennifer Lawrence? If we lined up all 330 million Americans in privilege order, where do you think Jennifer Lawrence ranks? Does she rank? I mean, you're definitely higher than I am. But, $160 but, but, million. Dollars. But, yeah, but I mean, think about think this idea like of self-victimization is what the left has gone towards. And it's the same with Meghan Markle, who gave another interview yesterday about how hard her life is, the little princess, right? This nonsense that we're always victims because victimhood is very, very sellable. Well, to correct you, I but think she's a duchess. Duchess, but I mean, <laughs> at what kidding. point? At what point? You've won an Oscar and you, you're <laughs> worth 160 million dollars. Serious. At what point can you just shut the hell up and well, say, I, you know what, my life's been great? But look, oh, yeah, this I didn't happens like all President the time, Trump. though. I mean, I look, didn't look like at your athletes Trump, who big deal. Look, you got athletes and you've got people who have who've gone to the ranks of political elites who want to talk about how there's this systemic racism that exists and there's this, you know, glass ceiling it's well, wait a second you're one of the leading figures whether it's in politics or yeah. whether it's in you know celebrity you know status how did that glass ceiling impact you how how did that systemic racism prevent you from becoming the vice president of the united states or how did that yeah. prevent you from becoming one of the wealthiest talk show hosts in the world or one of the wealthiest you know basketball players but yet you want to talk about how you're so disenfranchised because the real victims in society don't have a voice and it is the job of a just right. society to elevate those people like what i was just saying about electricity well the the most abused people in the green blackouts are going to be people who have voiceless and powerless and Daniel, no one will stand up for them the most abused people clearly are celebrities worth ten, <laughs> ten figures how many nine figures they've been treated so and, horribly yeah yeah and I'm joe biden ask him he'll always tell you how hard his life was he and 80 percent of his friends all have cancer right Jennifer he'll tell you Lawrence that wraps up her day of work where she's pretending to be somebody else Granted, she's good at it. Good for her. Uh, she wraps up her day at work and then probably hangs out in an infinity pool with like rare imported escargo or other nonsense. Like, come yeah. on. $160 million net worth. It's good It's money. like in that Iron, in Iron Man 2 when Justin Hammer, the bad guy, 
is eating the the dessert and he's like, it's Italian. I have it imported every day or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Well, that, that sounds like Nancy Pelosi when she was talking about, you know, how disenfranchised she was while she sat in front of, what was it, like $30 pints of ice cream yeah. behind her $30,000 yeah. like, know, know everyone's suffering, but I've got $30 ice cream in my freezer. I will say this. I've had that ice cream once in my life and it is really Really, really good. But it is like fifteen dollars for a little tiny thing. It was remarkably good. But who? I I can't afford it. I can't afford it on the regular. And she opened up her drawer. By the way, her sub zero was twenty thousand dollars, and she had two side Correct. by side. And this she opened what, up her freezer drawer, and she had probably about two hundred dollars worth of ice cream in her in her twenty five thousand. I'm, I'm sure if you'd open up the main one, it would have been nothing but like vodka, because we all know that she's like perpetually drunk. It's 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 fascinating to me that there are. Uh, Joe Biden, the Democrats come out and they're like, Republicans are just mad. The IRS agents are going to go after billionaires. Mm. It's like, dude, 87,000 agents aren't needed to go after like 500 billionaires. Yes, around 479 or so. And if you're going to go after millionaires, I think there's what, like 30,000 or something like that. Right. Yeah. You still don't need that many IRS agents. One IRS agent can handle multiple people. But but again, though, I go back Mm. to the idea, which is that, okay, if you're there to audit me, I understand if you're trying to say, all right, I need calculators and ink cartridges and things like that. But why do I need $600,000 in small calorie ammunition? Why do I need a roles and responsibility that says I need to be able to issue deadly force? I need to go ahead and be able to detain search warrants, et cetera. This is deep state police force being gone. And I'll tell you something. The average American is not coming to me. And my years. constituents, by the way, are not coming to me and saying, hey, you know what we really need? We need 87,000 more IRS agents. You know what they're saying? <laughs> we need to secure our borders. We need to get our energy prices under control. I need to make sure that I am protecting my children in the schools. I need to make sure that our economy and our inflation gets under control. The everyday American wants affordability and safety. They don't care about getting 87,000 IRS agents. And this just shows the tone deaf you know, self-vilifying, you know, effect of, of the left and the liberals that are basically saying, no, 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 you don't understand in 20 to 30 years, this is going to benefit you. The the IRS criminal uh, investigative service, I think it's something like that. It's been around for like 100 years. And, and but, but I think it's important to point out, a lot of people made it seem like the buying the bullets was a rare or a new thing. And it happens all the time. And that's something y'all need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. They don't need those bullets for billionaires. Agreed. They're not going to <laughs> Jeff Bezos' house with guns. They're going no. after, now to be fair, drug dealers. Yeah. But they're going after people who, uh, there was a, in one of the training sessions they did, it was a, a guy who owned a landscaping business who didn't report a lawnmower or something like that. In that, you know that video where they're like, they walk up to a guy and they'll have the guns and they're doing the training. Mm-hmm. They're going up to a, guy, a small business owner. They're not practicing going after cartels or anything. But Tim, like they've that. also learned that it's easier to force you to comply at the end of a barrel than it is from the end of, a, of an ink pen, and, and and that's what we all need to be concerned here. And I'll tell you something. I mean, going back, I'm, I I think in 1913 it was probably one of the worst years for our constitution because one, we had the 16th Amendment, which was federal income taxes, and the 17th Amendment, which actually you know stopped our U.S. senators from actually being elected by our state legislators, which actually controlled federal overgrowth and the violations of our 10th Amendment. But you know, I, I'm one of those guys that. Why should I be taxed on the, the, the hard work that I've you know earned or the investments? Why couldn't it be on consumer and fair tax? Why can't we go to something like this, which actually makes sense for every individual? But not only this, why can't we reduce federal government you know, when it comes to the IRS or the ATF or the DOE or any of these? And that's Department of Education, by the way, not energy. But my, my whole point oh, is that- Oh, you can reduce energy federal, department too. But, but my whole They're point useless. is that federal overgrowth and the weaponization of these departments and agencies will be the death of America. The 87,000 agents are going to do so much damage to 
the daily commerce that we do as a country. Uh, it, it is not strange. And Venmo was, was very convenient for just getting rid of like checks and paper and cash. But it was not hard to, to bring you know, X number head of cattle and swap $40,000. And I'll keep that 40 grand in my Venmo because I know tomorrow I'm going to do it on some, and, and I don't really have the 40,000. Right. I'm holding it for a little while until I get the cows back from auction and then the Venmo. But if I have IRS agents, they're going to be like, what was this $40,000? And that's exactly what well, they're Well, but that sounds after. $600. What's this, right. this $4,000 you have on Venmo? Well, they, it wasn't really a profit. It was a, tim- it was a transaction that was taking two weeks and it's going to disappear. doesn't matter they, where you're Taxes they on it. they tried implementing that policy or that that law about tracking six hundred dollar transactions or more. That's in what I'm referring. Like that. Yeah, they're not going after billionaires, no. dude. Correct. Well, no. we already know that seventy five percent of last year's audits were people that was making less than hundred grand a year. Yeah. So the idea that they're getting these eighty seven thousand you know IRS agents, it, it it's it, it baffles my mind when I think about the fact of what that costs and why we're not allocating that money to things like securing our borders or increasing our law enforcement so we can get increased criminality under control, or the fact that we're twelve to 15,000 recruitment short for our armed services. Why aren't we looking at things that actually matter to the everyday American, and the reason why? Because the government wants to steal every, every penny they have out of your pocket. I think they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow motion demolition. I mean, they're just, just, it's just the, the, the military, for instance, the recruitment, who, who wants to join a woke military? Yeah. No one does. They're worried about pronouns, CRT, inclusiveness, diversity, instead of the things they need to be worried about, which is increased lethality, readiness, and preparedness. You know, that's the things that I focused on when I was in the military. Yeah, but if you're one of these people who, like that, that woman from the Guardian article who's like, I would never survive, she's the kind of person running the military these days. Yeah, and so that's exactly right. I mean, who, look, look who's running the nuclear sector right now. I mean, I, I don't even know what its name is. No, is anyone running it? Oh well, <laughs> probably not. Let's, you know, let's. I want to jump to the story from the post millennial and get to. Wait, the, we can't finish with Jennifer Lawrence, the poor girl. She never gets any time, Tim. Yeah, she needs to be the. <laughs> Come we on. Have a story from the post millennial. Majority of Americans say Biden's anti-MAGA speech was designed to incite conflict. The poll found that fifty-six point eight percent of likely general election voters said that Biden's speech represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict amongst Americans. The Babylon wow. Bees had their best night ever with their like 30 <laughs> Biden kicked out of Austrian art school. Yeah, yeah. Biden issues non-aggression pact with Poland. <laughs> I genuinely spit out laughing when I saw that, that headline pop up. Um, yeah, it was a, I had to watch that speech because I did a bunch of radio and TV on it later on that night. And that was just some crazy, crazy Biden comes stuff. out. And he's like, I'm the president, and I hate half this country. <laughs> and then the next day, they're like, why are you talking about Trump supporters that way? He's like, I, I, I was I, I not wasn't. talking about Trump supporters. Yeah. Then he comes out, and like, the policies proposed by these people are a threat. Dude, it is that people fall for this, or yeah. they lie. It is, it, is, it is insane. Pandering to the base is gutting the Democrats. And that's, it, it's, it's backfiring already. 56.8%, they don't like it. Independent voters, they don't like it. You're not going to win with just getting Democrats. You got to. Well, and especially when you ran as being the unifier and you became the divider in chief. Yeah. I mean, that's really what's taking place here. And so we have to understand the fact that what they're looking at and when you're seeing headlines like this where they're thinking, oh, this is to incite conflict. Well, that's because they thought that the whole January 6th incident was actually good for them politically. And they're trying to, you know, basically utilize that to try and advance them and, and, you know, stop the red wave from coming in. But, you know, look, we have to identify for what it is. I mean, this is literally him calling half of the nation extremist. You know what that speech reminded me of? You know, like in, in especially an 80s or early 90s movie 
where there's some bad thing happening and finally someone stands up in the high school gym and they give this speech and all the bad guys put their head down and realize they're wrong and then finally someone courageously starts the slow crap clap and everyone's like yes and justice is served that speech to me sounds like it was written by a 26 year old kid who was a poli sci major who really thinks that if i just lay it out like this all those trump supporters are going to sit there at home and say you know what guys I think they're right. I think like it was written by a child. That but they speech. didn't identify, it was, it but, was, but, but they never did actually say what it was that well, we as America First candidates actually, and, or, and or, or Americans, sorry, are actually about. They, they didn't identify. No. I mean, the people they described was their own followers. Well, and the thing that cracked me up is that after the speech of, of calling us all these names, was one of his last lines was how we have to start seeing each other as fellow Americans. <laughs> and I thought, did you just not listen to the things you read off the teleprompter for the last 20 minutes? Like it really was, whoever his speechwriters are, and boy, this White House has struggled with speechwriters, none more than Kamala's, of course. Um, but but it really was a, it was a very immature speech. It sounded like that speech that a kid wants to give to their mom because mom didn't let me, that it, it was just a childish, immature, or petty, petulant speech. It, someone, it was embarrassing, quite frankly. Was it written? I didn't see him reading off a prompter or any notes. Oh, there's there's no like way that he rambled on that long without... No, no, no absolutely not. Did he not. have like multiple monitors around the room? A lot of times they have these see-through monitors that are at a distance that you can't see because of the camera angles and they're looking at the back shots. But he's sitting here. When he's going left to right, it's because there's usually two prompters that are up there that are clear that actually have everything out there. Do you really think he can't, Joe no, Biden can keep a name. continuous thought for more than 30 <laughs> seconds no, where he says know. vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Remember I that, don't think so. Remember no. the uh, Simpsons episode? Shaking hands with remember the Simpsons episode where Homer's like, you have my undivided <clears throat> attention and then it zooms into his brain and it's like a turtle playing like old McDonald or whatever, like banging on his chest. That, that's what I imagine with Biden. If I'd taken this poll here, I would have said that it, it seemed like the speech was intended to divide and incite maybe I don't know if incite conflict divide because of the red background Correct. blood red background you see the wide shot there's also all this blue and there's just this little segment but all the the media apparatus that wanted to record it had just pure red can I just say one red can I just say one thing though whether it's Republican or Democrat one of the things that disgusts me as you know prior military and, and you know combat veteran we have to stop utilizing our military for backdrop props. Uh, yeah. You know, th this yep. is something that just shows absolute disrespect because the thing that you have to understand is, is that when you serve in the military, you serve a commander in chief. And we don't think of this as it, it isn't a political thing for us. And the fact that each, the left and the right, try and utilize the military as a political backdrop really needs to stop. Mm. I think it's illegal to, to a campaign with military present. Is that uh, someone was telling me? It's a violation that. of campaign rules that military uh, and also like even police and fire the in the, in their uniform, they're not they're not but, allowed. But to. not the in president. Their personal capacity. The president is allowed to. The president, well, and the vice president, are allowed to campaign. If it, the military can't do politics. Yes, but that's yeah. why they say this was not a campaign speech. This was a presidential speech. Yeah. Again, deep concern for fossil fuel use. We had a fly to Philadelphia. No fossil fuels to light up Independence Hall. Right? Why couldn't he have given the speech from the Oval? Right, I, I don't know why, and this is something I've asked before on other shows, ever since Reagan, really, and maybe a little bit Clinton, presidents don't use the Oval anymore. 
right? Ronald Reagan addressed everyone from the Oval on the regular when he gave a speech. And I don't know why, Joe, what's changed, but we, mm. presidents don't speak. In, is there a more presidential backdrop Joe Biden. than the Resolute Desk? Yeah, I know Joe Biden had a soundstage built. Yeah, the Oval they Office. have that weird that that weird room yeah. um, where they do. <laughs> why do you need a fake prop? Well, I think I that one that one was obvious because it was the back window was a TV screen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And so they could pre-record what they needed to to send it out so they didn't have to worry about Biden. You know well, but I mean? President Trump, though, President Trump did, I, I would say, 90% unless he was actually on an official delegation or a visitor or thing like that. I mean, he did it from the Rose Garden or he did it from the White House. Or he yeah, did he liked the East Room very Correct. much and he liked the Rose Garden. But I just, I, I'm always fascinated that we don't do more things. He did, obviously, there's always like uh, diplomats, et cetera. Um, and, and pressers in, in, in the U.S. But this was but. for theatrics. That, yeah. that, that's what this is for, for the Biden administration. It's about political rhetoric, theatrics, and, and trying to, you know, assuage every other American from looking at what's really going on in yeah. America. Yeah, and, and this was obviously produced. You know, there are there are advanced teams that put these together. Josh, if you're still watching, he paid for most of them, right? I mean, I know people who do this for a Maybe living. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence Some, did this on her, on her part-time. Well, someone had to decide this is the backdrop. Imagine if Independence Hall was just lit up bright white and just light and just light. And, and he gave out and he said, you know, the Constitution was written here and we are one America. And I know we have a lot of division, but we can come together and stop the division. And, and I want to hear from you. He could have given a speech that even his greatest detractors would say, I hate the guy. But you know what? I, I can't disagree with that speech. Who orchestrated this to say, like, this is the backdrop, this is the rhetoric, well, this a, is the tone, a, a, this a, is the clenched fist. But according, the to, according to the left, though, they said that Biden has been too soft and too polite and too nice. And he's, again, to, to quote something that Tim talked about earlier, which is that this is pandering to the left. This is continuing to try and go ahead and buy into this rhetoric that this is somehow going to prevent a red wave. And actually, if he would have gone with the idea that you had, that would have probably have actually swayed more NPAs Absolutely. to the left than it would have actually pushed them to the right. So In Independence two to one. That's right. that's if you are running his campaign right now, that is, he could have came out and that, that keeps you up at night the way Jennifer Lawrence has Tucker Carlson nightmares. Independent voters are your nightmare. I think if he had come out, well, people disagree. I, if, he, if, he, if he had come out and he pardoned January 6th supporters, <laughs> the left would be forced to agree with him. You, you laugh, but that's actually not... That that's actually a great idea. If, I, if you, no, the if idea you, of him doing it, I love right. the idea. It should have so happened. If a you want to talk ago. about being a unifier, and again, stop trying to look at the political imprisonment if, of if, these individuals, like Jeremy Brown, who's in Pinellas County Jail, who still has no charges levied against him. Former Special Forces, former Ranger, who literally has no charges levied against him and never entered the Capitol, but has been in prison this entire time. I mean, wow. the, these are the types of people that we need to be fighting for. I could say this without hesitation. If Joe Biden came out and pardoned all the people from January 6th 
and he called for an end to the hearings and said we have to move past it, he would guarantee his reelection in 2024. When you pardon someone, is it a general pardon? Like I pardon you for every crime you've ever committed? No, just for the one specific, but that is it. So right? some like there's, argue. There's not just expunged from the record. You know at any level of the judiciary, no one can bring up charges. They would, they no would, one can. That's it. It is done. They would lose the, it is, it the is far done. left and the hard left. They would. They would. The moderates they'd gain. The moderates would be like, like the you know the, the more establishment crony Democrat types would be like, aren't we so noble mm. and compassionate, magnanimous? Yep. Yeah, and then the, the far left would be like, we just want a revolution, and you're hurting that by doing this. And so. CNN would run to the to the Mitt Romneys of the world and get them to admit what a great guy he is, and like, see, even Republicans admit yeah. that he is a great, and it would guarantee his reelection it if he really it, wanted it, it to. It would have actually have gone towards his claim. I don't think the it unifier. would guarantee his re-election, though. No, it, it would Economy, oh, I, oh, I, well, economics, energy, rolling blackouts. I don't know about that. There's, there's, that's, that, that is true. I, I think we're just talking about what would have potentially have been a lot better, which anything, yeah. a rerun of The Simpsons would have been better than this right <laughs> yeah. here. It's like the the the, uh, the military, the Marines come out, they play the song, and then they wheel out a TV and just put a TV <laughs> up, and it plays an episode of The Simpsons. And, and, and that would have yeah. probably had a better rating than this. This felt like... If, Do you approve of the rerun of The Simpsons? Biden played, yeah, actually, well, 70%. Really, yeah, we all really enjoyed it. <laughs> they were like anticipating a fall of the economy's crumbling, as in the, okay, we're going to need to blame somebody in the future, so let's plant the seeds now. They've done the MAGA yeah. stuff as the, the seeds are planted. Now, if shit really hits the fan, we got a villain that we can pin it on. Um, it's very Nazi Germany, what they do with the Jews. Uh, that's what it felt like to me. It is. And and when you have 40-year high record inflation, when you have 40-year high, 30-year uh, high energy prices, when you have- uh, You're threatening uh, to disarm Americans. You are literally in a recession, regardless of how we determine the new definition is. We are literally in a recession. When you look at all the economic indicators- of the suffering the American families and 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 blue collar and working class Americans are feeling, um, there is no reason why this guy should should be in office. So what do you do? You find a scapegoat, and if it's if it was it was the Jews in Nazi Germany, and now it's the MAGA. You're absolutely right because but, I can't run on the fact that 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 oil prices and energy prices and food prices are at record high, and talking about the upcoming uh, de depression, they're going to get much much worse because winter hasn't even kicked in yet. We haven't even harvested the wheat yet. Let's jump to the story from USA Nine. Coy Griffin barred from public office for insurrectionary conduct. A New Mexico judge ruled Coy Griffin was disqualified from holding office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So they finally got one. They have been trying, Democrats, to get people barred from holding office under the 14th Amendment for being insurrection, for, for insurrection. Mm -hmm. And now a judge has actually done it, is barring him from office. I think they're removing him, right? In a judgment issued Tuesday, Tuesday morning, New Mexico District Court Judge Francis J. Matthew ruled Griffin was permanently enjoined and prohibited from seeking or holding any federal or state position, as defined by the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. That includes his current position as a commissioner in Otero County, New Mexico, the judge wrote. This is crazy stuff. Well, th th this had nothing to do, and, and again, I think they need to understand what insurrection actually means. But go back to what he actually did. He was the founder of Cowboys for Trump. And that's really what this is about. This is continual witch hunt and going after Trump, 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 MAGA, MAGA, you're seeing this in every single thing that's playing out. And it's really about what President Trump told us a long time ago, which is that they're not after me, they're after you, I'm just in the way. Yep. This is, I, I, I don't know if this will be upheld. I mean, I imagine it'll get appealed. As it should. Yeah, but the idea that they keep levying these attacks, I'm just like, guys, guys, civil war. Come on. 
Come on. They're not trying to win elections now with stuff like this. They're just trying to find a judge who's willing to bang a gavel and say, okay, fine, we removed him. They tried doing it to Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's right. They, they, uh, they tried doing it to uh, Madison Cawthorn. Who else did they, did they go after on this one? Obviously. Well, and they were successful with the establishment's help of eliminating Madison. But that was through the primary. 100%. They primated him out. I'm talking about when you can't even win a primary, they go to a judge and say, just bang your gavel and say he can't be in office. And the judge went, okay. They used to do that and seize people's property. Then there were rebe- rebellions and revolts. That Shays Rebellion was about them seizing their land. I don't know. Also taking away their ability to run for office. I, it, man, it doesn't feel right. So I'll tell you one of the things that I, I probably have people who disagree with me on this, but you know, it, it's like I talk about, you know, my, my mom and dad, they both have, you know, a, a very colorful past and, and they've committed mistakes and, and they're, they've had felony because of drug use and, and all the other things like this. But, you know, denying people who are felons from their right to vote you're essentially eliminating their voice. And, and, and I just don't agree with this. You know, it's like the idea that, you know, I have two children. I have a 17 and seven year old. And, you know, it's like my seven year old doing something wrong. And then after I, I, I give him his punishment, me carrying that for the rest of his life. I mean, that's really what it feels like. And, you know, th- this is the type of thing that I just really push back against where you're continually, you know, basically levied as a criminal as a result of a single crime, no matter what your actual punishment was. And the elimination of your voice or the banging of a gavel ending your capabilities to serve our nation. I mean, at at some stage, this really, we have to start looking at our justice system and how that works. Can they stop people from running for local elections too with this stuff? It is a local election. That's that's what this is. For an outside force, for like a federal force or a a state governance force to tell you you can't govern in your local community is way antithetical to the United States. It's a New Mexico. It's it's un-American. I mean, it it truly is un-American. I mean, the idea that one... If you commit a crime, you can never vote again. You can never have a voice again. You can, you know, with a bang of a gavel, you can never, ever serve in office again. I mean, th- this is... The, the, the issue is, this was a, a really stupid article and section in the, in the 14th Amendment hmm. because it was obvious, and I suppose the founding fathers of the foresight, but, you know, 80 years later, they did not so much. It's obvious that, how do you define insurrection against the government? Yeah, right. George That's, Washington waged an insurrection against the, well, the king. The point is... Happy insurrection. Is January job, 6th George. an insurrection? Mm-hmm. The, the, the feds... Look, there's some people who are currently charged with seditious conspiracy. I really don't believe... Those but you know the funniest part? Do you, do you know who the people who are indicted are people like John Earl Sullivan, who is a very well-known BLM antagonist not who basically waged a, a, a false flag... He did have an indictment. He and did? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. And they did nothing with it. This is the same guy, by the way, that CNN paid for the murder of Ashley Babbitt's, you know, footage. He was indicted for January for being on there in the Capitol? Correct. What and, happened? And, and he was actually in a false flag operation wearing all MAGA gear, even though he's a right. known BLM antagonist. I mean, this this is, we, we have to really start understanding either we're moving past this or we're going to do a proper, not this nonsense J6 unselect committee where they wouldn't even allow true patriots in a bipartisan fashion like uh, Congressman Jim Jordan or Congressman Jim Banks to sit on this. You know, they picked the other two Democrats, Kenzinger and, and Cheney, who are both gone now. But, but the whole point is, is that, you know, we need proper justice. You know, we need real investigations. You know, there is no doubt in my mind that there's a false flag operation. There's no doubt in my mind that there was some type of an FBI kind of insider, you know, deal going on here. I mean, we we have to start looking at this and really investigate. If we're going to investigate this, investigate the real way, not from a partisan political witch hunt, but from a real we want to get the answers. You got to win. 
but the, and that's part of Republicans got to win in November. Like, mm. and then not only do they have to win, but you have to win leverage over the you know establishment Republican types who are going to just sit on their hands and go, "Well, hold up there." Well, you, and you know what's funny about this case compared to someone else? So this guy, this will stick with him forever. Can't run for office. He's an insurrectionist. But if you were in Kenosha that night and you burnt down 15 stores and you looted stuff and you you can run for office and you can just say you were out there protesting. And this is exactly you what were, I talked were, about one time. You were a protester at that because you believe deeply in these issues and Black Lives Matter, et cetera. Well, it's, it's, it's mostly and, peaceful protests. Yeah. And so so one guy is is an insurrectionist and who walked through the Capitol building, again, obeying those we, red velvet ropes. We talked to the uh, podium guy. I know it was a lectern. That was great. But everyone calls him podium guy. And his story, it's like he's a dude who walked into a building befuddled and kind of ignorantly and then moved a thing and went to prison for it. Meanwhile, you have people who romped about, set fire to buildings, throw brick through, throw brick through. Murdered through. David Dorn, who was the former uh, uh, law enforcement chief. I think they chief. got that guy, though, didn't they? Well, they did. But my, yeah. my point is, though, is that at the exact same time that Seattle, Minneapolis, New York, uh, Portland, you had CHOP, you had all these things going on, which were complete lawlessness, violent rioting, looting of, of, of tens of millions of dollars, if not more, murders, rapes, all these things were going on. They justified those as protests, and you had the left who were inciting this saying, yeah. like Maxwell, uh, Maxine Waters, who were saying, well, you should get in the face of every single one of your political opponents, or, you know, you have the others, uh, the vice president herself, who actually created the Minneapolis, you know, foundation fund, or whatever that was, the bail fund. bail fund. I yeah. mean, the idea that that they're actually promoting this, you know, and then all of a sudden they want to go ahead and just because it's conservatives on one side or, or, or Democrats on the other, they want to go ahead and try and relabel this or re, you know, identify this. It, this, this is the type of thing that America doesn't need. Yeah. One of the things that also bothered me about the Biden speech, just connecting the two for a second, was the amount of uh, the straw men. And I, I, I firmly believe that straw men are, are a an essential tool of the Democrat Party. But multiple times he kept talking about how these MAGA people who were calling for political violence, I've never heard for anyone, except for Maxine Waters, I've never heard anyone call for, I've, I've never, I've listened to a lot of Trump speeches, I follow a lot of these folks, I do this, this stuff for a living. I ha, I'm trying to find someone who has called for political violence, and yet he gave that, that remark so comfortably, so callously, that many of these MAGA Republicans, and then he went on, oh, how terrorism. there is no use for, for for, for, for there is no time ever for political violence and everyone claps. The, the left says, and he even said, who, go home peacefully. Who, the left says who's that Donald Trump for it? speaking out in the way he does is stochastic terrorism. Yeah, that was my favorite. And what that means is that when Trump says, I think this thing is a bad thing, he's secretly calling on his followers to go and attack that thing. Exactly. When Joe Biden comes out and says they're extremists, a threat to our country, and they embrace violence, what would you call that? Yeah. But th th this goes back to the old idea that, remember when the king he actually comes forward and says, can no one rid me of this petulant priest? And all of a sudden they go out and murder the priest and they say, oh, well, you are actually the reasoning for this because you actually indirectly said this. Right. You know, this is what they're trying to refer to when they try and say this about President Trump. But President Trump wasn't indirectly hinting at anything. He very clearly said, let us all go home peacefully. But I don't mean I don't mean that speech. I'm talking about in general. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm just trying to say that. That's Trump what the left says. is trying to say, though, is that he somehow, you I know, think made this into. With yeah. Charles Manson, for instance, he told his followers, "Go f it up, go mess them up," you know, to the and then they went and they killed people. Manson never said go kill people. He just said go mess it up. Trump mm -hmm. didn't say go mess it up. No, he didn't in tell them to go hurt anything. He, he said didn't march down any go march peacefully and cheer on some politicians. He was pretty specific about it being peaceful too. Yeah. Correct. I just don't understand, and I also just again, I, I have. A, 
great dislike for the establishment media. I just find it funny that he makes those straw men comments so comfortably, and yet no one seems curious to say, well, Mr. President, could you give us an example of who is calling for political? That is a very good and basic question the next time he ever speaks to the media. We're going on 220 days where he hasn't spoken to the media. But that is a great question. You decried MAGA Republicans uh, um, um, calling for political violence. Could you cite an example of a MAGA Republican calling for political violence? Well, he couldn't. Of course not. But no one will ever ask him that question. They will ask him, like, Mr. President, when you're eating vanilla ice cream, how does that make your tummy feel? (laughs) How do you ask (laughs) The the president right now, the the office has no responsibility to reply to any questions. Cold, man, come on. Which is a problem. Well, he doesn't take questions. And and that's the whole point. He goes up there. He reads from teleprompters as his handlers tell him. And then he shuffles off and, and, you know, mysteriously shakes hands of people who don't actually exist. I got got some questions. So so you're likely, you're, you're coming into Congress, right? You won the primary. That's basically the race. It's an R plus district so you, you got it you think right well i don't take anything for granted but yes i, I it, it oh gosh he's already a politician listen to that i just don't believe in taking my throat off the gas <laughs> i'm joking so uh it's, it would be the first time you you've, you've held you'd, you'd hold federal office i've never run in my life what do you what do you what do you want to do what do you think you can do once you get in well i want to bring awareness to the real issues I want to actually bring real solutions to things. I want to understand the fact that the America First agenda doesn't make you a racist or a xenophobe when you just want to secure your borders, protect your children, you know, get our military back to its original strength, stop these endless wars, stop looking at the insider trading that's going on within politics, call balls and strikes on both sides. I mean, look, we have to understand that the deep state and swamp, you know, whether that's left or right, are all involved. And we know this. We have to stop the corruption. We have to actually identify what the corruption is. That's why, you know, in mind, very much like President Trump, like I'm donating 100% of my salary back into my actual district selected by my constituents to a woman child or veteran charity the other thing is is that myself my wife and anyone who wants to work in my office cannot buy sell and trade stocks while we're in office this is not about political enrichment this is about serving the people and no one understands about serving the people more than the actual military who went out and was willing to die when they swore that oath and our oath doesn't expire just because we take off that uniform you know, this is really about making sure that we get back to what it is to be a true constitutionalist, be a true conservative, understand physical responsibility, understand the significance of energy independence, and knowing that we cannot, you know, I'm a business owner. I am about job creation. And guess what? Government doesn't create jobs. They stifle, they overregulate, and they actually prevent jobs. We need to empower the private sector. We need to understand the 10th Amendment and understanding state and individual rights. These are the things that I stand for. And at the end of the day, I'm an employee of the 7th District of Florida. I am not the one who gets elected by the people and then thinks that the party somehow put me into office. So I'm all about, and I, and I have a couple of bills that I want to pass in my first 100 days. And one of the bills that I really like is called the Publishing House Bill. One of the things I want to look at is, is that I don't believe in impeding upon state rights. And Governor Ron DeSantis has done the K-3 right, parental rights bill, which I think is phenomenal. But I think from a federal issue, one of the things that we should be looking at holding the publishing houses accountable, like the McGraw-Hills or anyone else, who is intentionally publishing pornographic or inappropriate material with the intent of distribution to underage inappropriate material to children that are the age of six and seven years old. We also need to start thinking about the days when I grew up where if I went to my grandmother would drop me off to the movies and give me $20 and I'd have to go in and they'd say, how old are you? Oh, I'm 13. Okay, here's the movies that you can buy and here's the ratings. Why can't we put books that have actual ratings on it, a G rating, a PG-13 rating, et cetera, so that our parents who work all day long, who don't have time to proofread all of these books, can go ahead and say, you know what, this is within your age group. Now, I'm not saying we should ban books. 
you can publish as many books as you want, but I am saying that you should not and cannot basically distribute these to an actual under underage or youth in our libraries. And if you do, it should be a felonious offense. You should register as a sex predator for the rest of your life. Well, are you talking about imagery or are you talking about both? Descriptors. So I, I have, I have and, and it doesn't matter even if you try and make it an anime or, or you're trying to make it a cartoon. I mean, look at Gender Queer, for example, but I'm which actually shows oral sex, and that's supposed to be third grade appropriate. If, if they're describing it, that would be like you don't want like even textual descriptions. But my whole point is that whether you actually write it in text or you actually show it in you know the the, the figure, it's the exact same thing. So my question is, uh, there are parts of the Bible that are explicit and talk about sex. Should that be restricted from schools? Like, well, but have, but, but haven't question. they already banned the Bible from, from being in schools? I mean, I had, I had a young kid the other day, for example. He was 14 years old, and he said, you know what I wish I could have? I wish I just had the right to be able to go ahead and pray and to be able to read the Bible in school. And he said, my teachers have actually banned me from being able to do so. No, I, I, up on his phone outside, outside of the fact that they've all read, they already do, for the most part, restrict Bibles, do you think that in the same context, the Bible would be inappropriate for young kids to read? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, I don't like, think I, of the I, Bible. I mean, I mean, I, I, no, I don't. But I, but I think the whole point is, is though, shouldn't that be up to the parents? To be able to go ahead and make these things, shouldn't it, shouldn't it actually be parental rights and not actually just the teachers' unions who are saying this is the curriculum we're going to speech? And again, going back to how Joe Biden calls you know everyone who's MAGA or America First extremists, now you've got these actual teachers' unions who are actually saying that if you're a parent who doesn't want certain things to be taught to your children, you're now a domestic terrorist. I mean, this this is the type of thing, and you know, this is only one of many bills. I mean, one of the biggest bills I, I want to look at right now is the banning of you know purchase by foreigners to you know buy up our farmlands, especially China. I mean, this is something that's really important to me because we have to understand this economic resource warfare and the fact that our farmlands and our actual you know residences are being bought up by China, Russia, and other nations who are trying to stop affordability and availability of housing, who are trying to prevent the actual you know growth of our actual domestic products when it comes to our agricultural sector, things like this. I mean, there's a law, and Indiana just passed this law actually last year where they actually ban foreign ownership of their farmlands. You know, there is so many things that we have to write on this ship, and that's you know part of the reason why I'm running is to try and make sure that we're prioritizing America over foreigners, American energy over foreign oil, our borders over Ukrainian borders, our veterans over illegals, and our children over teachers If unions. you could give a congressman something, oh, the head out. I don't know well, I, was, I just want to wrap something. up that point on uh, the, the explicit nature of, you know, exp explicit depictions in the Bible. Hmm. The meme uh, verses Ezekiel twenty three twenty that talks about um, the size of the man that the woman liked and the emissions of the man and things like that. And I think, you know, my view on it is, Parents should be absolutely, especially with, with the Bible, like teaching their kids about what they find to be appropriate. And the issue with the schools is they're keeping it a secret from the parents. Well, but Sunday school taught something totally different than what you learned when you were... So I can remember going to school, for example, on, or, or going to, uh, when I was younger, Sunday school, where my grandparents would go into the main hall 
And then we kind of went into the children's area and we would learn things like David and Goliath or, exactly. you know, I, I, you know, it should be up to the parent when their actual child are taught these things. I mean, it should be that's the whole the point of the birds and the bees story it should be taught by the parents. It should never be taught when I, when I grew up, look, there is no, I hate when people say there's an over sexualization of children. No, no, there should be no sexualization of children. That should be left up to the parental rights. That should be left up to the actual parents on when they feel that their children are ready to hear certain things. This is why, for example, that when I would deploy to the, you know, to combat, I wouldn't explain what my job is or what I've done in war to my wife the same way I would explain to my six-year-old, for example. Yeah. You know, there's a time in choosing and the issue is when the teacher does without your consent or knowledge and keeps it a secret and says, don't tell your parents. Like if a teacher went to a kid and said, you know, your father is a murderer and he goes around and he does this, that or otherwise. And they don't tell your parents I told you this. Mm. It's a problem. The parents have right to know. So Correct. anyway, I, I, I ask because I think, you know, for, for, for some of this material that they want to show kids. Yeah, when, when the parents deem it appropriate with the, at, at their discretion, not the schools doing it in secret and keeping it from the parents, be it any kind of explicit depiction. See, and I think that we shouldn't even have this in the school system because then no matter how woke the teacher is, they don't have the materials in the schools to actually teach from to begin with. And that's why I looked at the publishing house bills for the exact reason. But I mean, you know, again, that's, that's why I asked the question, like, do you think the Bible should be out of public schools? I don't actually. But then the Bible has depictions in it as well. No, understood. But it should be one of those things where I think that the individual parent should have a right to be able. Again, I, I go back to what I was talking about with the Sunday school versus sitting in the actual main hall. You know, yeah, you learn two different things. Other materials that are like woke no, or whatever. I'm not telling you that should be taught by the teachers. But should that be available for students if they wanted to go and, you know, read the Bible during their library time or whatever the case may saying. be? Why shouldn't it be? I think the Bible is also sometimes there are parts of the Bible that are age appropriate, right? There are no, some explicit sure. parts of the of Bible that doesn't mean you ban the book, but that doesn't mean you have to teach it to to the well, five year olds. Even even right, you know, right, right. we don't we don't you know, but the five year olds know that Jesus carried the cross, but they don't have to watch the Passion of the Christ. Right? right, I mean, like you, you can well, get so the this, point this, across this point. without having to get into if, like, well, well, if, you know, the nail actually went through. Like, whoa, right, whoa, right, right. The, the, the kid's five. If the parents say, "I would like my, this teacher to teach my child about the Bible," which includes all of it mm. in, in terms, you know, we can edit selective parts out. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, then the same would because be the true, kid's not appropriate. The same would be true for it's not appropriate. You know, explorations of you know, like like. I don't want to say explicitly gender queer because there's questions about ideology, but yeah. a book that includes, you know, coming of age sexual discussions, you could argue it should be available for the teachers, but they should avoid those topics without, unless the parents consent, right? Um, like they can read around it and say, I'm going to read to you about Billy going for a joyride in his dad's car. It was a problem. Or the story of Johnny who fought his bully. Yeah. But we're not going to read the part where no, Billy goes on his first date. Because then every kid in the class is going to be like, we got to get the first date part. Yo, yeah. it's all about that but first date part. I don't understand the moral difference then between allowing them to just grab the Bible and, and, and laugh and point to the depictions of the horse-sized male girth. You know what I mean? Can you, can yeah. you show me where in the Bible that actually is? Ezekiel twenty three twenty is no, the, but my point is, is that there is no actual like photo of of these. That's why of things, I asked right? you if textual so, uh, text text depictions were. Well, I think that definitely has to do with something when it comes to age group. Obviously, I mean, I don't see that many uh, second graders running to the Bible, uh, you know, unfortunately. But I mean, when you talk about when second you're, graders, but, I don't but, know, but, but, but here's graders, my yes. but, but here's my point though. <laughs> we we did when I was my, a kid. My, Everybody but, but grabbed my, it. And yeah, but my it. reason in saying that is is that when you have something which is like genderqueer, for example, which is in cartoon fashion. Right. You are actually building that with the idea of trying to uh, encourage 
some of the youth to be able to go and at least look at the photos of these things Imagery. that are going on. Well, that, that's Imagery. Why I'm most dangerous is like, because Imagery is very dangerous. A three-year-old can see the imagery. That, that, that's, yes, I agree with that. You don't right, to, which is why I'm asking right. if like textual depictions are you know comparable to image. But I, 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 I think it's fairly obvious images can be substantially uh, worse. Correct. I'm also curious as to what the lesson is that the teacher is trying to get across. Like, and I feel gross. I'm not going to lie. It feels like you're committing a crime. But I have seen because I have friends who are involved in this in this movement as well. I have seen some of the, like, these third and fourth grade primers and seen the imagery and read the story and I'm like what the hell class is this like what what right. is the purpose yeah. the purpose of this story is to teach four-year-old it, it's not based on chats. curriculum yeah. sorry sorry we, we, we're, we're, we're back on super chat. we gotta go to super chats <laughs> smash the like button subscribe to this channel would you kindly if you haven't already and head over to timcast.com we have a members only segment coming up at about 11 p.m let's uh, get to the super chats Tyler Turducken says, Tim, I'm non-binary. My pronouns are ultra and MAGA. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. That is nice. Dreadnought Trucking LLC says, you never read my super chats. Uh-oh. Great super chat. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good one. All right. Let's see. Johnny At uh, Atchison says, I was one of the 30-year-old Johns you mentioned earlier today, Tim. Thanks for the shout out. I was talking, uh, I was talking about demographics with like the, the independent voters and how independent voters two to one don't like Joe Biden. And 18 to 34 year olds have, I think, the highest disapproval of Joe Biden for age group. Like Interesting. among the different, that's crazy. Wow. And so then I was like, that's us. I was like, right now, you at home, you're a 30 year old guy named John or Bill or something. And so there you go. <laughs> he was John. He was John. That's right. That was you, John Atchison. I was specifically referring to you. So I saw your post on Facebook. I'm like, that guy, I'm going to shout him out. He's like one of the last guys named John. I thought all 30-year-olds now are called like Preston and Bookcase. and <laughs> Bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. Apple. Like, exactly. Apple. John. Crime guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, like, isn't, is, who, who named their kid Crime Fighter? Someone did. I'm not kidding. I think it might have been awesome. Penn or something like that. Someone, awesome. someone oppressed like Jennifer Lawrence, I'm no, sure. No, I think it might be like Penn Gillette or something oh. like that. Did it, look it up. I want to find out. Crime guy. I, name, I've names, never heard of this, child Crime Fighter. Look it up. Apple was Gwen Stefani's kid. Apple? Yeah. Diego Diaz says, Argentina got a woke government and now four out of 10 kids can't have three meals a day. I'm from South America and here people people are rejecting woke ideology now that we see the misery it brings along. Good. Good. I can't find that. I can't find it. Animo Argentina. You can't look up. Crime name, fighter. Named child crime fighter. Yeah, crime fighter named. Named child crime fighter. Come on. I put crime fighter kid. Didn't, that didn't work. You didn't type in named you know, child crime fighter? 1900, Argentina uh, was crushing America in GDP. Yeah, Pendulette. Pendulette. It, it, was it was Moxie Crime Fighter is the kid's the Moxie name. Crime Moxie Fighter. Crime there you go. Fighter. All right. Huh. All right. Michael Riley says, hey, Tim, really enjoyed you, uh, your show. I just started listening a bit ago. My friend suggested it, and it's pretty enlightening. Uh, uh, have, have also said sometimes you help with pet surgeries. Oh, you mean like okay. shouting out GoFundMe? I mean, that's when people super chatted, I guess. Jamie W. says, Altoona, PA here. We were hanging out there a few months ago at the skate park. Just bought several acres on the top of a mountain. Designing the Bardominium now. The need for homesteading and self-sufficiency has never been greater. Ian, love you, bro. Love you too. You just got to get rabbit traps, you know? Hmm. Rabbit's free food. You just can't sustain yourself off of it. I've been Correct. this all show. You I've actually get this. protein poisoning as a result of it. However, there is a trick to that, which is that if you actually put the bones over the fire and you can actually crunch the bones there is enough marrow to give you fat really? oh hell yeah 
Look at this so, guy. Just FYI. Oh, secrets. Uh, what's up with thermal deep earth drilling? Like, is that potential energy source in the future, the steam heat produced by the Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like geothermal energy on steroids. Again, great idea in theory. Let it let it work and, and let it actually prove its concept before we start closing. And go back to what you plants. said, which is not government funded, yeah. but investor funded, so we can actually make sure that we have a white paper and testing to make sure it's, it's sustainable energy. Cyclic Ops says, Cyclic Ops says, Tim, I was just listening to you earlier, earlier video, and it's true. Younger people like Trump. My bro just turned 17 today, and he has a flag of Trump with a machine gun in his room. I've seen yeah, that. I've because seen look, that that's, that's what they're trying to do, dark MAGA. Yeah. But it doesn't work because Joe Biden is like gooey and, and, and frail. Joe Biden's kind of, I'm, I'm sorry, Donald Trump is kind of crazy. So Donald Trump, as this meme riding a tank with like machine guns or on a velociraptor makes you laugh because it's like, Look, I, I'll, I'll go back guy. to my age group. You know, you got Donald Trump who would be like the he-man. And you have Biden who in his last speech looked like Skeletor. <laughs> you know, he's we like this. A, someone needs to make like a Trump anime. I've seen like the manga where they've made jokes about like, you need like a legitimate like Donald Trump anime style, like Dragon Ball Z kind of fight. He's like, I have the power. And then he becomes muscular. I want to see hot. someone make Donald, an do, anime do, of Donald Trump. Do you remember Trump that, like, on MTV Saiyan? they used to do like the celebrity death match? Yeah. Mm. There you that go. That claymation yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Can Melania be like the scantily clad, like, like you know, clutching his leg, like yeah. all those I'll cartoons? I'll talk about our first lady this way. <laughs> Baron, dude. Baron's going to be the With hero. a sword. You know, she's got a sword over her. I think what a big part of the reason why people love Trump is because they see the reaction that people have to it and that they're getting freaked out. And then it gives them a sense of empowerment to know that they're contributing to someone else's emotions. Yeah. You know, they want to be relevant. That's kind of an unfortunate way to go. But I mean, the thing that people got attracted to as well is that President actually, and this sounds bizarre given his his success and his, his, you know, the fact that he is a billionaire, but he related to the everyday American people and he fought for them. And and that's really what what drew people, and that's really what changed the conservative movement from being that wine and cheese to the beer and blue jeans. Party. I think courage is also attractive. Look at Joe Rogan. Look at this podcast. That's right. People who are courageous and say things, and they know they're going to get in trouble, and people try to cancel them, and they keep saying it. It's, that attracts people. That is true. Courage kinda, is attractive. But but it's it's also kind of you know I, I I feel like courage is facing down your fear and trying to get the job done. But I feel like. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people about how scared, say, like celebrities are. You know, they secretly support you. They don't like the woke stuff, but they won't speak out. Mm. And I'm like, courage would be them speaking out. That's Clint Eastwood. But I kind of feel like, for me, it's more indifference. Just like, what are they going to do? I don't care. I don't care about them. I don't. I, I have no fear of these woke lunatics. Like talking crap about me, you well, know what I mean? Well, I mean, look at your response to getting swatted once or twice or 17 times. 10. Right? That is supposed to silence you. And look at the way this Just organization... Just like it happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Look at the way this organization responded to and it. And now Steve right? Bannon. And, and if, no, and if, I mean, if like, they had... If you had, like, hey, we shouldn't do this anymore, guys. It's dangerous. Right? I'm just so, saying, like, I, I don't think this podcast for me would be courage. I'm, cause I'm, I, I, I'm not facing down any, I, I don't fear what they do. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, there are a lot of people who are who have jobs that are very, they require mm. relationships. There are people who work in the music industry. There are people who work in these industries where they will lose everything if they speak out. That's yeah. courage when they do. For us, like, we exist in an ecosystem where we've never had to worry about that. So I'm not, I think the people who are actually coming Wait out. Wait till the 87,000 IRS agents get filled in. <laughs> Well, but like at this point, can I really be scared of what is 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 projected to come? You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know, man. Look, that, I, I, that, I'm, I'm always lady, encouraged. I'm always encouraged by people who are willing to speak the truth, regardless of what's actually going to come as a result of it. And that's that for me is still courage because it's sometimes it's the fear of the unknown as well. A lot of people they'll say things not knowing what potentially could come from it. And I just like the fact that Americans as a whole, we need to stop being the silent majority. We need to actually start speaking up. We need to understand that our civic duties and our civic rights are something that's important to us. And we need to start electing real statesmen, not just the everyday politician. And again, if we want to change the cycle, you have to do that by electing people in office who actually speak for you. Right. Noah Zork says, Texas native, javelinas travel in packs up to the high 20s. They are as smart as dogs and break open doors and containers all the time with teamwork. <laughs> that's all. That's so cool. That's are, are they are they poor sign? They're they're pig people. They're in the pig family. Are they yeah. little pigs or are they I mean, like little? Pigs. Or are they like rats? Are they Did rodents? You not see that photo? That yeah, is they're clearly a pig. Yeah. Tusks, yeah. Javelinas. Oh, they're, so they're pigs. Or what a wacky little animal you have in Texas. Texas has lots of weird. I think they're in Arizona too. And Arizona. Peccaries. Speak Easy Official says, if the apocalypse is coming, you'll need a band to put in some work for you at TimCast Records. We are Speakeasy. We'd love to work with a cool record label that is doing something new. That's awesome. Well, we'll figure it out. We've been having, uh, so the best news is, um, there's good news and bad news. I don't know exactly what's going on. The, uh, the billboard charts usually come out Tuesday, but there's a Monday holiday. And it's sounding like they aren't going to count our YouTube traffic. Which means we basically just get bumped, yeah. which is insane. Because that look, we have a YouTube audience, so obviously YouTube is where we got uh, you know massive play. We sold twelve thousand five hundred twenty something singles, which is like really great for an initial release. We are on a bunch of charts. I don't know to what degree, but the strange thing is also Will of the People tr- uh, uh, actually charted as well, which is like a two year old song because people were buying that. I don't know where it will be, but without the YouTube views being properly listed. And we'll see. I think I think they're they're telling us they're not going to do it, which is insane because we tr- we 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 even we contacted Nielsen well in advance and asked them. And they're like, "You're good. We got you know we 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 understand." We talked to other people in the industry, and now they're like, mm, "Well, you know, the thing is, it's like oh." Well, I'll be honest sure. with you. I I had just heard a couple of your songs tonight, right before the actual uh, segment that we ran, and and I got to say it was it was really impressive. Like it's really great music, and I think that. This is something that a lot of the people needs to go on wide stream. I mean, this this is, should be outside of YouTube, outside of everything. I mean, this is mainstream music. I mean, the quality of it. I mean, look, you, you got really great vocals on this, and I I, I, I loved it. And even the one that Ian was actually kind of a, a backup Beyonce singer on it was really great. That's right. Um, Tom, Tom McDonald's got a, a, a song coming out. I don't know if he, did he, he announced that already, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure know. he did. He's got a song coming out, so we're really excited for that. And uh, I just you know I saw his story. He uh, was trying to get on, you know, he, he, this, he's huge, Tom McDonald. You've, you've probably heard his music, and they wouldn't track his stuff properly. They were denying it, rejecting it, and surprise, surprise. But the, the, the good news is the release was such a success. Mm. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to people like Hassan Piker and Ethan Klein, whose reviews really helped us. It really did, because that's the kind of press from these, these leftist podcasts who are, who are crap talking. But like crap talk is expensive. Mm. When you're launching a product and you can get major podcasts to talk about it, you normally got to pay tens of thousands. They did it for free because they hate me. <laughs> so like it worked out really well. Well, well what did President Trump say? <laughs> good, great. good, good or bad coverage is still good coverage. Mm. That's right. Mm. So anyway, in reference to Speakeasy, one of the things we're talking about doing is since the success of the song, we've actually gotten uh, connected and, and have some deals with industry professionals. Uh, I think these people on the left need to realize like. The industry doesn't care why you're talking about it or why you're watching it or why you're listening to it. 
that kind of attention was good. So we got some deals and now we're looking at expanding the label. So it looks like a, a big success and we're going to be signing some bands and then recording some music. Obviously, we're going to be starting with the music we have in-house and then we're going to be looking to, you know, maybe people like uh, bands like Speakeasy or whatever. So appreciate all the support, guys. We'll see if they actually decide to count the YouTube views, which is substantial. 1.7 million. We'll That's see. Awesome. We'll see. Decide Thought says, back in 2012, I chose to live in the wilderness and walk from California to Florida. Did it, uh, did it, did it to make sure I could survive in the worst case scenario. 13 months, best time of my life. That sounds awesome. Wow. Sounds like a good time, That should have been documented. That's, that's, a, that's a hell of a, you know, Tim Cast uh, documentary or something. Oof, yeah, maybe. 13 I'll, months across the country. 13 months walking. From that's, California to Florida. That's awesome, wow. man. Good for that's you. That's how long it took. What well. shoes did you have on? You know what? That's <laughs> literally... Of shoes. That, that, no, that's the desperation of yeah. people wanting to escape California mm-hmm. to come to the free yeah. state of Florida. Yeah. Right <laughs> They'll even walk it. They'll walk it. <laughs> the U-Hauls have run out. Now they're actually going to the actual <laughs> Nike tread runners. So we... Uh, I was reading about like John Brown and stuff because we, we, we work very close to the John Brown Ray headquarters. And uh, reading about... Like how they would have to, how long it would take to travel from, say, Harper's Ferry to like uh, Frederick, Maryland. It's like a 15 minute drive. Mm. But back then it was like a half day or a day trip. It's like, well, we're here in the big city. We're going to, we got to go to Harper's Ferry. It's like, get the horse and horses got to stop and drink. They can only, uh, can only do so well, much. Well, that, that was the whole point of the 20th Amendment as well. You know, they gave three months in between elections and the actual times you started because they were worried about it's the time of travel. Now, for me, that's very dangerous. Because now you look at what's going on today and what you can do and how much damage you can do in twenty and three months. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that concerns me. You know, when, when the Democrats end up losing the House and the Senate, you know, how many executive orders are going to come about as a result of that because of the time of travel? Yeah. All right. Cigars and Cigarms says, if you want an idea of what the collapse of society will be like, read the One Second After Trilogy by William Fortune. Well, all right. We'll, we'll take a look. Josh says Amazon removed all their solar stuff because it caught fire. Really? The other thing is I watched a video of hailstorms. Yeah. One hailstorm and your entire solar output is gone. Again, and that's that's not good or bad. That's just reality, right? It's that it's that Thomas Sowell quote, there there are no solutions, there are only trade-offs. Mm. And if the American people knew the trade-offs of going green, they would not choose it. That is a real thing. Solar uh, uh, hailstorms, dust. I have solar panels. I have a lot of solar gates on my farm. I've said this before on the show. And when we have 2 weeks of solid snow, if I don't brush my solar panels off the gates, the next time I try to move yeah. my cattle through, the gate is dead and a dead gate is very hard to, to, to retract manually that's the reality of solar that's not good or bad it's just reality well, it's not real we, we have reliable energy sources here in america and that's the issue with these unreliant energy energy sources as texas found out through yeah. their own you know demise all right robert paveza says make culture get ben shapiro to cover the devil went down to georgia you could even parry it the liberal went down to florida that'd be great that'd be good um, I, I need to, uh, we need to get I like to, that one. We need to do a, we need to do a collab on a, on a song with Ben Shapiro. I'm still waiting for you to, to redo chicken city. Doesn't he, he yeah, plays chicken the city violin or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Ben yeah. Shapiro? So but I think gotta, he, play, he probably plays classical violin. I don't know why he strikes oh, me he as could, a, he's, he's good enough to rock violins. Probably super like, you know, pop or rock or whatever. Oh dude, if we could get yeah, Ben so dancing, man, even just a few shots of him making some sweet moves. That's good. So song. we got to get, um, we got to get James O'Keefe. He, he sings. He also dances. We got to get Tom McDonald. 
We'll work on it. Then we've got Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Jeremy Boring. They all play music. Who Basob- else? Basobic plays bass. Basobic on bass. Just do this. This We'll call it the Grifters. We'll get everybody yeah. to love come and put a song together. I love it. All right. Let's grab some more. Lost Cause says, Daniel, has Tesla fixed the batteries where they do not work well in the cold? I have seen more here in North Dakota where we get weeks of minus 20 and lower in winter. No, they haven't. And that's, again, one of the trade-offs. And if you don't believe me, have some fun tonight. Charge your iPhone 100% and put it in the freezer. Mm. And wake up tomorrow morning and see if your iPhone is still charged. And the answer is your iPhone will be dead. Because it cannot hold a charge below freezing. It's not good or bad. It's just reality. But but how does that... So Teslas, you can charge your Tesla all night long. Right, right, right. But when you put your phone in the freezer, it discharges? Yes, your your battery drains down to nothing. But You have to leave leave your phone on. And just put it in put it in the freezer. That's lithium ion batteries. Yes, that's, that is just the reality of them. And again, your freezer—if it's thirty-one degrees, it may not work. But when you get down to fifteen degrees, it, it does lose it, 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 it. I know it, that they perform. It poorly. Sucks it out like that. Sucks and it and out, sometimes though. it doesn't even hold a charge. Wow. So imagine that. Imagine that was a big problem in the polar vortex in Chicago last yeah. two summers. Two, you remember the polar vortex two winters when, ago? Uh, when I worked at the uh, at O'Hare, we had electric tugs. Yeah. And in the winter, it was like. And if you have a heated garage or even an enclosed garage, great. But if you just park your car on the driveway like I did growing up in New York City, and you bring out the thing and you plug it in, it's not going to hold a charge. But what happens if you take your Tesla out in the middle of winter? You're driving it. Will the battery just be melt like? Your battery will definitely not last as long. It probably right. won't die, but I, I don't know the actual percentages of how much it's reduced by. That's just the reality. But how it's, many people in America are you actually describing when you talk about this heated, you know, garage with its yeah, own individual exactly. charger and it's seventy thousand dollar, you know, with forty year high inflation and the fact that we can't even get our supply chain to be, you know, continuous. I mean, how many people who, in in California? This who, is the Jennifer Lawrence's of the world. Yeah. yeah. How many people in California where they're going to mandate electric vehicles? live in a high rise and they park on the street all right spotch says while listening to you guys talk about energy california literally sent out an alert to phones about conserving electricity until 9 p.m there you go there you go damn brave new world i keep thinking about lightning and ocean water they're like where are we going to get all our water from where's our electricity and they'll look back on humans what infants we were at this stage of of humanity it is are you ben franklin in this right now i think so it is inconceivable gavin newsom could win re-election with the state of his state in terms of just crime homelessness poverty drug use i still think larry elder should have actually beat him out and and the electricity that is your and again maybe you should you should be able to have a nuclear reactor in your backyard i agree with that that was the best part of 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 back to the future when he's got mr fission right you should be able to have your own but that is gavin newsom's job and he can't provide it for his constituents he's unqualified Sorry. All right. Peter Gohawk says, can you guys give my wife, Kim, a shout out? Been trying to get her to watch you. She finally did a few days ago. And today she said, when is Tim cast on? Get off your phone and turn it on. LOL. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) Shout out, Kim. Yeah. Nice job. Thanks for watching. That's great. That's good news, huh? That is pretty cool. Brendan McGrath Music says, Biden clearly called out MAGA civilians in his 9-1 speech. Now his Twitter and walkbacks with the media, he says, congressional MAGA Republicans. The gaslighting begins that he always meant Congress. Yeah, because the polling is really bad. Mm. We all knew it. Oh, that's good. So he's only referring to America you. First conservatives yeah, who right. are running for office. Great. Yeah, not, not the people who voted it in and who want it, just the representatives. Mm. I think that's what they call gaslighting when they say something, but then say they didn't say it. Mm, is right. that gaslighting? <clears throat> Nathan L. says, check out the fund for Officer Matt Tidman. Thanks to the progressive prison reform in MA, Department of Corrections, a murderer had access to free weights and bashed Tidman over the head. 
He's in a medical coma with brain bleeds fighting for his life. Man, sorry to hear. That's crazy. Let's see. We just had one. Where to go? Julian Vega says abortion issue is taking a lot of women to the Democrats, almost like the abortion issue was brought up before the midterms on purpose. Mm. Maybe. I don't think the Supreme Court planned it. I think they got it when they got it and they went with it. it is what well, it and is. I think that Justice Alito was right in saying that this was not a constitutional issue that should have been heard by SCOTUS to begin with and it should fall back into the individual state rights. Yep. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg said something similar, right? Mm-hmm. That she didn't she didn't think that this was the right way to legislate. It should have been. She agreed with the outcome, but she said the law. And she said the law is not going to stand. She wow. knew it wasn't going to stand. And little did she know that her intransigence at resigning because she wanted Hillary to nominate her replacement would lead to its not standing. But that's just what we call irony. <laughs> Josh Bushnell says, this is why Jesus said, truly, I tell you, it is hard Harder for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he said, it is, uh, it is, what was it? It's easier to fit a camel through the eye of an eagle than for, for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yep. Except the eye of a needle is a door in Jerusalem. It's not actually the needle of a needle. Mm. He says, Jennifer Lawrence is in danger. She probably does not understand. All right, all right. Poor Jennifer Lawrence. Wicked says, you are looking so slim, Daniel. What's your strategy? Oh, my God. I love this person. Thank you. Uh, Not eating. Farming? Farm. You know what? Summertime on a farm is sweating nonstop. I shower at this point three times a day. You just walk miles and miles. And yes, I have lost a, a decent amount of weight. And it is literally just from sweating because you, it's, farming you, is exhausting. Are you sun. fasting? Uh, I just sometimes you don't have time to eat. You know, or sometimes you're yeah. just so hot and sweaty, you're not hungry. Yeah. And yeah. and there are days, especially when it's in the 90s, that it's just, you're just sweaty and gross and you don't want to eat, you just want to drink. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so thank you. Oh my gosh, I appreciate that. You made my day. <laughs> also, uh, I got to tell you, I mean, not to sound like a kiss ass, but you, you inspired me as well. Every time I was on this show, you got skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. But I know you do some weird stuff, like where you don't eat or you only eat like rice no, powder. I just don't or, eat sugar. I yeah, don't eat rice so. powder. It's the opposite. Or, or whatever you do. I know you have some I weird thing. Potato. So, yeah. I had a, uh, you know, I mostly just cut sugar out. So it's like, if I'm going to eat, I'll go for the, you know, the no bread. We went to a lot of alcohol, erythritol is an alcohol sugar. Um, no, I, I hate that stuff. Yeah, I don't I like, like it, it that much, but it's not cane sugar. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? I just don't do sugar. I just, I, like, I put heavy cream in my coffee. It tastes amazing. Nitro cold brew with heavy cream is like drinking a chocolate milkshake. It's, it's nuts. You ever, you ever have that? It's so good. Yeah. I drink my, my coffee black. I love the heavy cream. I, I put it. coconut water in mine, which has a little bit of sugar, native gotta sugar. Gotta say, I've never heard of that. It's freaking fantastic. For a dinner, and a little peanut uh, butter powder as well. For dinner, I had uh, uh, <laughs> slow cooked chicken with uh, peppers. Oh, in Just coffee, Daniel's loving it. Oh, peanut butter? Yeah. No, peanut, peanut butter, butter and powder. coffee because yeah. it's too acidic. Oh. Ask Jack Pasovic. Yeah, ask Jack. It kind of cuts the. Uh, actually, I heard it from Jack. Jack's yeah. the one that introduced yeah, me to peanut it. butter powder, right? Oh. Yeah, yep. a scoop of peanut butter powder. No, no you got to try. It. Come on, are you no, serious? No, Freaking you've never, awesome. you've never had like a. My pop- gut reaction so was was you want to try it now? It is gross. It's creamy. My gut reaction was to heave. Coffee, peanut butter, milkshake. No, I I I just prefer my. Coffee with mm. coffee. coffee. Coffee, coffee. Yeah. Uh, I like pouring <laughs> cow fat right up in it. All right. We just had a good one. There we go. Matthew Lincoln says, as a current member of the military, nothing makes me want to serve. Nothing makes me want to serve my country more than my president calling me a threat to the country. <laughs> what do we do? See, and and, and he, let me let me tell you, this, this is a real issue. You know, a lot of our recruitment issue isn't just because of the unconstitutional forced vaccinations, which is an intentional purge. 
but the idea that he literally is kind of purging out the military because of the lack of morale. Mm. And, and, and that's really an issue for us. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think that every single member who has been purged out of the military as a result of them refusing the unconstitutional vaccine mandate should be entitled to 100% of their benefits. And for those who have served 15 to 16 or even more years, they should be allowed back in the military to continue their service and go into their retirement. I don't think that an unconstitutional vaccine should be the reasoning for you being discharged out of the military. Do you remember that Russian military recruitment video? Mm. Yeah. That was just like super alpha. Same like, as the Chinese, and, and, same and, as and the other. Watch that video. Like, I wanted to join the Russian military. And then they, 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 they switched they to the American one where they're talking about pronouns. The, well, the, the American one was yeah. like a cartoon, and she was, she was like the life of Jill, and my two moms taught me how to protest and then i became in the again army, this goes back like, to so oh I, my I, gosh i want to join the russian when, when, when i was in the military i was in the military during the be all you can be days and i can yeah. well as far as the army and so i can tell you Get right now that life. you know yeah, the ideas of not being be. not being about you know pronouns or crt or inclusiveness or diversity or things like that this is what i would tell every single politician who thinks that that's important as opposed to increase lethality things like that go walk through arlington yeah go tell me how those alabaster colored you know headstones are laid out are they laid out by gender are they laid out by religion are they laid out by your diversity no they're not at the end of the day we all bleed green and that was something that we understood in the military so the idea of dividing our military weakening our military and unconstitutionally purging our military is un-american right on man i'm so in line with that i would love to let these people back in they receive a hero's welcome back especially with knowing now what we know about covid like come on Amen, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, become a member because we're going to have an uncensored, not so family friendly members only show at 11 p.m. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We usually have a lot of fun. Things get spicy sometimes. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Cord, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, I just want to tell everybody that, you know, look, at the end of the day, if you don't like what's going on in America, you need to get out and vote. You need to understand that your civic duty is out there. You need to understand that if you like the increased gas prices, the lack of supply chain, the open borders, the soft on crime policies, the increased criminality, things like this, get out and do something. I'm not telling you to vote left or right, although the Republicans are the right way. But what I'm telling you is, is that at the end of the day, you have a voice and no one should be able to silence that. So get out, make sure you vote on November 8th. Always great to be here. Daniel Turner, Daniel Turner PTF on all platforms. Powerthefuture.com. Uh, if you care about energy issues and if you care about Virginia sheep farms, the preeminent Virginia sheep farm is Bristol Farm, Virginia. Right. I know Lydia follows us and you That's like right. us all the time, which makes it. me happy. And we just got a whole bunch of new girls and you can go check them out. They're very, very sweet Scotties. So. I've been following you guys on Instagram. I'm Thank you. Finding some amazing, amazing video oh. from time to time. I see in you. You don't feed. follow me on Thank anything. You. Well, I'm about to. Get some, I'm get some, I gotta follow you on Twitter. I'm, What's I'm your Twitter real, handle? Get some sheep at Corey Mills FL. You. And hey, you got a hat behind you. Is that merch? It is merch. Where you can. can you at? know what? I, I will be happy to go ahead and provide that to you right now. Tell me more. Oh wait, Just, tell tell the world on the. You know what? I don't. I don't sell merch. I don't grift oh, off people. I actually give it. So if you're actually wanting to go ahead and represent some Mills attire, then by all means, go ahead and reach out to me. Thank you, Corey. Cool. Bye, everyone. 
And I'm also here. Thank you guys all for tuning in this evening, this fun Tuesday night. Thank you, Corey, and thank you, Daniel, for coming. Thank and that sheep you. farm is just to die for, I have to say. Check it out for sure on Instagram. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at SourPatchLids as well as SourPatchLids.me. We will see you all over at TimCast.com just about an hour or so. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.